0: Hey everybody, it's your old pal Mitch Halleck, producer of Connecticut's Terrific Comic Con and CT Gamer Con. Both happening at Mohegan Sun. And I just want to let you know, if you're not following us on the almighty social network, you're missing out on a bunch of stuff. So you can follow me on Twitter at It's Terrific Con. That's I-T-S-T-E-R-R-I-F-I-C-O-N. It's Terrific Con. And if you're into gaming... Make sure you check us out on Twitter at C T GamerCon. That's C-T-G-A-M-E-R-C-O-N. And as always, you can look for us on Facebook at Terrificon and C T GamerCon, and we're even on Instagram. So do me a favor and follow me there. Plus, check out my brand new show on YouTube, Mitch and Ed's Excellent Adventure, where we go every two weeks look back at the things you love tv movies toys and more that's mitch and ed's excellent adventure now sit back and get ready for another episode of the power cosmic podcast thanks <laughs> you're listening to TerrificCon con presents the power cosmic podcast the only podcast dedicated to everything you love that's comic books tv movies collectibles and more brought to you by mitchell a.s Halleck, the producer of TerrificCon, con the world's greatest comic con every summer at the mohegan sun in uncasville connecticut Join Mitch and his special guest, Jerry Ordway, and his pals all across the comic fandom as they talk about the things you love. Now, sit back, get ready, and listen to today's episode of the Power Cosmic Podcast. You should get a note at your end saying, is it okay to record? You can say it. Could-
1: I could leave the meeting.
0: <laughs> could just go now. Today is January fourteenth, the year twenty twenty-two. The year of our lord is if they still say that, or a Anno Ano Damani. Back for you rotten people out
1: there. I used to work with him.
0: I know his sister, Annie Damani. here we are, the Power Cosmic Podcast, live and well. And the I never said the date in the year. It's a Friday night. It's late night because that's when Jerry and I go out there, get in the car <laughs> when it's six degrees outside. And get <laughs> we start cruising? Looking for trouble.
1: Looking it's... for cold
0: runaways. <laughs> hey, want to wanna get in a hot car? No, it's not stolen. I mean, it's got heat. You want to get inside? But uh, yeah, that's what we're doing right now. No, I was actually bored upstairs watching the Eternals. And then started watching episode three again of um, Peacemaker because I fell asleep yep. last night during it. Not because it's boring; it's because when you try to do that binge stuff and yeah. you try to watch everything at once, yeah, it's sometimes it's not good because it's like it's like rushing a meal. You know, you don't get to for yeah. every morsel because you get this crazy. I gotta finish it. There's no need. There's no. There's no <laughs> contest. There's no. We're not getting paid to watch <laughs> these things. Like, <laughs> why don't you just savor it? Because I don't want to be sitting talking to Jerry and he refers to something on episode three and I haven't got to that point. And then he spoils it and then I have to go watch it. And then it's worth the spot. Anyway. I've known for that I'm known for spoiling things. You are a spoiler alert. So anyway, <laughs> that's it. Jerry's here. We're live, Jerry. We're going to do a two show uh, version. This is the audible. If you're listening to your earphones, you figured that out. This is the audio part. <laughs> If, if you don't see a picture right now, if you, if you close your eyes and you don't see uh, George George Clooney, and uh, who do you want to be? Do you I don't want to be, be anybody. No. Uh, who's the guy? That, um, I don't know. Who wants to play you?
1: Dwayne. He just Hidd- uh... died.
0: Don't do Joker <laughs> Gillis.
1: Uh, Bill Murray could play me. Bill
0: Murray. If, you, if you're not seeing Bill Murray and George Clooney, or George Ballooney in my case, uh, if you're not seeing that, then you're listening to the Audio Power Cosmic Podcast. Hello, how are you? But if you want to see two dazzling, handsome men, then you're watching the video. <laughs> Which we've only done. I think we did one like two years ago when the uh, when the world well, came we, to end last I time. think we
1: did the. No, we did a couple of them before the bars opened again.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was our thing. So God knows if this was back during tolerance times in the prohibition, <laughs> we would have been a hit. Of course, there was no <laughs> internet, but you know, we would have been the first. We would have been pioneers. So if you
1: have visuals, yes,
0: specifically- Jerry is now holding up the giant size IDW. Artist edition of John Buscema's, what is it? Marvel Heroes is that the title? Marvel Heroes, and it's a gathering of various books. Because on the cover, that's the famous Avengers fifty-seven. No, that's not fifty-seven. That's a, the androids can cry issue. And
1: the end of the uh, Vision issue, where even an yeah. android
0: can cry. Yep, that's on the cover. And the back cover had, I think that was at Submariner number eight the thing versus submariner? Yep. Yep, that all black cover, John Basima. Now, why is that coming out? Is it his anniversary? Was this like a 100 years of John Basima or I don't
1: I don't Earth know. Or they
0: something? Or they just wanted to do it.
1: I guess they just wanted to do it. I mean, I donated or scanned some artwork that I own, but it's oh. really cool. I had a bunch of pages that I sent them.
0: Huh. Here's one. Is that brand new that like just came out on the uh Yep. This week?
1: I, I own the art to that cover of the Avengers.
0: Which one? The left or the right?
1: The one with them destroying the building or taking the building apart.
0: All right. What issue number is that? 77? 77. All right. was a Tom
1: Palmer cover inking.
0: And you scanned it directly from your original and they, they put yeah. it in there? That's nice. Yeah, it's
1: cool. There's a lot of nice stuff in here.
0: Is that the actual size? If people don't know what we're talking about, because, again, it's a, a visual yeah. and audio. Um, what what size is that, like 18 by 24?
1: It should. I mean, the artwork in this era, I think that...
0: Well, I the book itself The book itself is big. It's not 11 by 17. Yeah. Next no,
1: time. but I think they'd already switched for some reason. I think by this point, it feels like in the seven... What it was it, 1960...
0: Eight. I can't remember. I think sixty-eight. They the Kirby switched they, over. They
1: switched to the smaller size. Yeah. the book is pretty big. I think. I think the uh, it just includes the ten by fifteen. Okay. Yeah. It's a ten by fifteen art board.
0: Are there complete yeah. issues in there, or just random selections?
1: No, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, it's hard to. It's so big, it's hard to hold up much of this stuff. But they got foldouts on the. Uh, oh, really. This must be, these must be the oversized covers. I mean, it's a fold-out.
0: Now, he would work that big? Well, these must be from the, right before they switched over. No, but I'm saying it would be kind of normal for those guys to draw on pages that big. I mean, that's that's pretty, that's well, like.
1: The, the old artwork was like closer to 12 by 18. That was around the size of the originals when before they, you know, made them smaller to ten by fifteen. Yeah, and it was all about paper, and being able to stat them, stat the things. Um, I forget what it was. It was like the original. You they would put them on a photostat machine. Right. They would make one stat. They would reduce it down. But with ten by fifteen, at one point they used to shoot four pages at a time on the stat camera and a lot of the artwork from that era in the 70s is cut at the corners almost all the way into the art it's they just did a diagonal 45 on each corner so that they could stack the pages closer together Who uh, you know and it probably fit on a 16 by 20 or you know 20 by 24 flatbed you remember the scan beds that did you ever work oh in no room? i did
0: that when i worked at Charette. we did uh, yeah. in the back room we had this big vacuum sealed um
1: well it was it was a glass it was a, a gla- glass yeah.
0: Thing yeah
1: and it closed it didn't ours didn't vacuum seal. well no was, we would was, put
0: to, yeah well, it was like a sandwich if people don't know what we're talking about it would open up and you'd put the artwork in it and you'd close and it would it would yeah. just basically keep it flat and yeah it would, it would, the camera would
1: shoot. You had big lights. It didn't reflect as the lights were at 45 degree angles, right? The biggest we could shoot at the art studio that I worked at the biggest stat they could shoot was, I think it actually was a 24 by 36. No, they might've even done bigger. Cause they, no, they make, were bigger.
0: Like, no, the one we that we had, had big, at Charette, bigger, yeah.
1: But, but if, if it was anything larger than that, they would have it shot as a transparency because it was usually color. We only did black and white photostats. So I think the largest we could do, I really think ours
0: was 24 by 36. I remember it was big. We used to do, because we did, uh, we would do blueprints, architectural drawings. Well, yeah, those, those guys would have, you know, the the one sheet. I can't remember what we call them, not one sheets. But uh, was it was.
1: printing? with the with the uh, ammonia smelling yeah
0: yeah 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 back in the day back in the ancient days we would get sheets of paper that had this yellow coating on it and what it was was this ammonia triggered uh paper and what you did is you take the blueprint which was on a transparent almost like a tracing paper it was on vellum yeah which yeah. is like a see-through paper and what you would do is you would put that on top of the sheets of paper and they were like 18 by 24. And you would feed them through this machine, like these rollers, and it would yeah. expose it to light. And then the light would burn the image into the paper, and then it would go through yeah. like an ammonia base, and the ammonia would turn blue. That's why you, yeah. when you're a kid, you get those mimeographs back in the day, and they'd have that ammonia smell because it was the ammonia well,
1: solvent. Uh, uh, emulsion.
0: It would set it off. Yeah. Like, but a mimeograph
1: it, yeah. was solvent. That was like a yeah. – you were getting – Smell of alcohol and whatever ever came. Well, the
0: yeah, they would crank yeah. it through those little things like the. the I remember yeah. the the school secretary would do the the uh, handouts for us. You, well, know, mim- you know, things. Yeah. The,
1: really nasty, but those also, they they would come out wet, as I recall. Yeah,
0: they would. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, used to, uh, yeah. The, anyway, home,
1: this is funny because when I was, I think about nineteen seventy one or seventy two, maybe seventy one there was like a company called finger hut. Yeah. It was a mail order thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) At one point, my mom really indulged me because she thought it would be handy to have a photocopier. Wow. She had a business. She had the tavern Mm. and it was, it didn't do big copies. It did eight and a half by 11 was the biggest, but it took two pieces. It was actually a two page process that ran through this machine. And it was a weird thing because it, the the copies came out kind of gray i mean yeah. it wasn't like for black um but it was it was probably closer to the process of fax machine used it was like a thermal
0: primer. like a thermograph yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah no i remember that i remember finger actually it's funny you say that they had an office down here in stanford or maybe that was lillian vernon and it was a mail order company because when i got out it of school yeah yeah, one of the first job interviews I went on was for Finger Hut or Lillian Vernon down here, and uh, I remember going in there, and you, you would see, like, um, uh, support stockings. They would send out these catalogs to, like, the yeah. general – Good Housekeeping, you know, Women's Day, those type of magazines, and you would get things like, um, like orthotics, like wooden shoes and – you could order all these like little things that you normally would get nowadays at like uh, Walgreens or something. But
1: well, you would get them on a, on a, the, like the finger hut thing was yeah. based on a time payments.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, installments. You, and you, would buy, you yeah. could
1: buy a sewing machine. They would, they yep. sold sewing machines. They sold appliance type stuff. Mm-hmm. And you paid like over 10 or like 10 payments. Uh-huh. So it's cheap, you know?
0: Yeah. But the inserts, we would do them. Remember the Sunday supplements you'd get like on uh, the Sunday newspaper in the magazine section, the parade? They'd have like these little catalogs inside there. And that's yeah. where you'd see Finger Hut stuff. And I remember that they was did a, direct mail, too. Out.
1: They were one of the yeah. early direct mail. They would just send stuff to your, you know, mailbox yeah. or
0: whatever. Yeah. And the guy, the art, the art guy pulled me aside. And here I am, like, I don't know how old was I, maybe 20 years old. And he says to me, he goes, you don't want to work here. I'm like, well, that's why I'm here. Do an interview. He goes, no, you don't understand. You're creative. You'll go insane in about a month doing this <laughs> stuff, and you'll kill yourself. Don't take this job. So I'm like, wow, okay. That's that's kind of inspiring, you know, when somebody on the inside is telling you, run as fast as you can and don't, and don't look back. So
1: Was he wearing the skin of his fallen compatriot?
0: No. I, and, it, and the funny thing, once somebody tells you that, that kind of set the mood for the rest of the interview, because I had to still right. go on an interview with people, but I was like, that guy over there just was like blinking. <laughs> Run for your life! You know, call yeah. the police! <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Get out! You know, it was like a haunted house. I was like, I don't, I don't want to work here. And they offered me the job, but after that guy said that to me, I'm like, no, I, I, I turned it down. I was scared.
1: Oh, do you remember how much it paid?
0: Oh, it must have been a big fifteen thousand a year, maybe or something wow. like that. Because this is nineteen. 1989, maybe. And I was like, yeah, I was like 22. So, yeah, first job out of college. Hey, right now, you and I are living in a time where it's it's the lowest unemployment since 1969. Now, I was only about two or three, so I don't really remember that too much. But (laughs) I can't believe that things are as good as they were in 1969. And I talked to Tony, you know, our friend Tony here, because he's an economics professor at University of New Haven. And I said, is that true? He's like, yeah, statistically, unemployment's like about 3% right now. I'm like, then why every, do I go everywhere and I see this help wanted signs and it doesn't seem, does it seem different to you right now? Like we're living in prosperity, like everyone's working that, you know, like after World War II, it doesn't seem that upbeat. It's all robots, man. <laughs> yeah, and he says, well, no, he, goes, uh, he says, if you want to find a job right now, you can find a job today you could because that's what yeah. they mean that there are jobs available you might not get a six figure job you might not get a $80,000 a year job but if you want to go to work right now in about 3 hours you could probably have your choice of two or three different that jobs that
1: job at Lillian Vernon still That Lillian
0: Vernon looking pretty good right about now you know <laughs> I was like why is there still why is there still homeless people and stuff because that's not the same thing
1: Yeah but that it doesn't gauge whether people want to work
0: No, that's the,
1: exactly. And I mean, there's a lot of people who don't want to work.
0: I know. I see them all the time. Like me. I don't want to work. I think they're upstairs (laughs) eating pizza in my house right now. The two of them. Squirrels? No. We had pizza for dinner tonight. New Haven pizza. (laughs) I drove down to Modern and on State Street and then Sally's Pizza. And we have like different pizzas tonight. And the boys. They ate everything. Okay. I was at Sharon's like, oh my God, we have four pizzas. I go, oh, they'll be here till tomorrow. That was at seven o'clock. It's now 10 o'clock. There's no pizzas left whatsoever. <laughs> I don't know where they went, how the kids ate them, but God bless them. They're all thin and skinny. I just
1: you didn't looked at give it. Me
0: a piece. I did not give you a piece. No. And nor was there any beer. It was sad to have a pizza without the beer, the traditional yeah. ordinary mess, you know. But it is what it is. Pizza. Well, I.
1: I actually have been on deadlines, so I've been avoiding beer. Well, if I have a beer, then I know I'm going to kind of probably fall asleep drawing. (laughs) (laughs) You know?
0: How did you get that (laughs) blur effect, Jerry? That's my spit. I fell asleep (laughs) on the book. Yeah, there's a really cool wash effect. (laughs) Well, no, no. Go back to your John Basima book for a second. Now, you talked to me. You said a couple weeks ago, maybe we should actually have themes. Ah, what the hell was that? (laughs) knock something over <laughs> the i'm never down a, here at night i'm like what the hell is that being Hopefully, attacked is that a mouse no it was a toy <laughs> it fell over um <laughs> i don't know robot. what happens down here at night but no no you said maybe we should have maybe there should be a plot a point to this show which is mike jerry don't start now 210 episodes <laughs> in you want to start having a theme but you said maybe you should spotlight certain artists And since you brought that John Basima book up, I don't know if you're a big, you know, student of John's, but do you know a lot about him?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, he was my, um, he really was one of my favorites because I liked the Avengers and Mm. he drew the Avengers um, during a time when I was first reading the book. Yeah. Uh, But I just, I loved his work. And I think through him, I saw like similarities to Wally Wood and like John Severin mm. and they were all huge Hal Foster fans. So you can like almost directly link those guys to Al, um, Alex Raymond and Hal Foster, you know, Flash Gordon and Prince Valiant.
0: Yeah. I heard um, that he wasn't much, he didn't like drawing superheroes. He liked drawing more realistic figures like, Hort- like horse. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I'd heard.
1: Well, I was just reading, um, I guess I'd been catching up on alter egos that I had yeah. in a pile. I think I was telling you, I was reading ones from 2015 and I was kind of amused, but there's one in there where uh, Roy Thomas is interviewed in his own magazine, um, like a career spanning thing. And they were asking about Conan mm. and he had a story about how Buscema always acted gruff and like he didn't, wasn't interested in all that. But. You know the results show the opposite. I think yeah. he just had that was kind of like his persona, you know, to kind of under undervalue uh, what he was doing, or to, you know, no big deal. I don't like drawing comics. I don't like drawing this or that. But yet he could he could and he did all those things. So mm-hmm. uh, and he drew. I mean, this is a guy who drew on the back. Like you can look at any of the art pages. Almost every original art page you'd find of John Buscema. There's going to be a drawing on the back. Why? A little headshot or a, a study of some weird character in pencil, usually on the back of his pages. So oh, I didn't know he, that. Yeah, he was somebody who was always drawing. I mean, I I do re- admire that because if I'm not sitting at the drawing table doing an assignment, I yeah. really don't draw for fun, you know? No. Um, Why do they always yeah, call him
0: I, Big John? Uh, was, he, was he a big dude? Was he like six-something? No, I, I think he I, was. Picture him being it's a mountain. Probably,
1: guy. I mean, think about it. Stan Lee was really rail thin. Yeah, and John was more beefy. So I think. Uh, oh, all
0: right. I thought he was you know, more like
1: nicknames. Yeah. yeah,
0: I thought he was like a giant or something. Because I know that other guy, uh, John and passed away in his 30s. He was a big. I think he heavy set. Is yeah, the he, term he, he we use?
1: Like six foot three or four or something.
0: Yeah. See, that's why yeah. I thought they were. I'm picking up my Thor hammer right now. <laughs> it's down You're by, just by
1: my feet. And lift it <laughs> well,
0: you know see You're this so is strange. why we don't this is why we don't do the shows at home because we're sitting here talking and, and i'm like with playing with props. all the stuff around and you got props over there too no <laughs> no so i'm trying to think When is john busima's first work with the marvel it's got to be avengers right
1: no his first thing was he did a um i think it was agent of shield oh really those 10 pagers that kirby had started doing it and uh-huh. then um they had Jack did a bunch of them and then they had tried, I guess Stan Lee had given John Busema one and Kirby had done the breakdowns. So the board came to Busema with panel breakdowns and, and Kirby's writing under and above each panel saying what was happening and then stick figures. And he said, that was, that was Stan Lee's method to try to get people to understand the Kirby, Stan Lee method of plot style. And, um, I remember reading that he didn't like that. So he erased all the layouts and he just did his own thing.
0: Oh, okay. Um,
1: and it's funny because I own one of those pages too. Yeah. And it's nice that he didn't erase Kirby's um, notes. Uh, yeah. Notes. Cause the notes are pretty extensive, you know, like yeah, oh, really? a of yeah. sentences for each panel saying what's happening or character is happy, sad, whatever. I mean, that's what Kirby meant by, by writing a story is that he, visually would write a story even if he didn't finish it Mm. Uh, but yeah i i I love this stuff from you know that era all the way up to the end really i mean he was you know he was good up to the uh end and that was something mentioned in alter ego back in that issue i was reading was that he had drawn a apparently he had done a mini-series that is not finished but it's penciled that Mar- uh DC just basically put in a drawer and never used. Is it a Superman? It was like a Superman Elseworlds or yeah. Justice. Yeah yeah no right. I
0: heard I had heard that too. And uh, it's somewhere unfinished
1: four issues or something and I think it had been started by Gil Kane. Uh-huh. And then Busema took it over I think Roy was the writer on it and uh they just you know, wrote it off. They just stuck it in a drawer and it's kind of a shame to have multiple issues. I would have, if they called me up, I would have inked that thing and and, finished it or whatever, just to get it, to get it out there.
0: Yeah. You wonder why, because with each day and each year that goes by, you're going to have less and less people that are going to remember, you know,
1: well they have no vested interest in in making John Busema popular or keeping him. That's what I'm saying. They have no vested interest in keeping any creator popular because it's all about the company. Think yeah. about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not saying this to be, to be uh, depressing or anything, but it you read about any character, it's Marvel's this or DC's that based yeah. on DC characters, based on Marvel characters or whatever it's, you know, they they could easily say who did what that inspired somebody, but they don't. It's because it's company property and it's company uh, owned lock stock and barrel no
0: no you said that too before they don't want it they're not in the world of making they're not in the business of making superstars anymore no, that's no. why you don't see certain people on books for years and years and years it's because it's the characters not the guy who's drawn it
1: yeah well yeah. i mean yeah. and they, they, they you know they learned their lesson i think when from image. The time yeah. when image first hit yeah that was a big problem for for dc and marvel they were feeling like all the good Talent was going to go and do their own properties.
0: You think they and still was, that's why they started that rotation since then since the 90s? For the last 20 30 years they've still doing that?
1: Well, what they did, one thing that they they did do, I don't know about that specifically. One thing they did do specifically was when Image hit. Yeah. They made a I actually it was I know DC did it. I don't know what Marvel did previous but DC only sent staff to conventions from that right. point they used to send a lot of freelancers to shows and oh, you'd yeah? sit at a booth and you you know they would pay your way to go to San Diego or to Chicago con or something and they would pay for your hotel and they would pay really? for your yeah
0: wow and i wish those after, days were still here and Is after
1: that, that point after yeah. that point they made a concerted effort to start sending staff because number one, they could control what the staff said. Ooh. They could control the staff being on time at the
0: booth or whatever. Yeah. And
1: you know, they would promote whatever DC told them to. Well, they were you know
0: company I mean? company guys. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean that, that changed uh, the big thing for ha- having artists not be able to do long-term run of an, on a book is it, the company needs to help that happening. Like, capullo greg capullo and snyder did yeah. batman but they didn't require capullo to write two issues of batman a month no I
0: mean, uh, no
1: you know what i mean that was the when, once they started up in the frequency of the books if you write two spider-mans very likely not going to be able to get an artist who can draw two spider-man issues a month yeah so it breaks it down into okay one artist will do four maybe four issues straight or they do back and forth among multiple people. So you don't really get a, you know, you don't get that one, oh, look at how this guy really developed and he's making a mark for himself on.
0: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm trying to think if, of like, you got Bagley and Bendis on that ultimate Spider-Man for like 10 years. Yeah. And then, well, Dan Slott wrote Spider-Man for a good 10 years. I think he's got the record right now, maybe for the most, but that's a writer. I'm thinking artist wise. Yeah. During his run, he went through like Umberto Ramos and Ryan Otley. They kept rotating artists out. Yeah. But even though the writer stayed the same, the artists kept switching.
1: Yeah. It was to me, that was just a terrible thing to try to double up. uh, You know, I don't, I don't, as a reader, I hated it.
0: Yeah. Because
1: I was like, I I, I don't want to read Spider-Man every two weeks. No,
0: I know. know? It's too much. No. If they're different
1: titles, it's different because you can choose not to read the Spectacular Spider-Man. Right, You, right. Can, you can pick which
0: one. Spider-Man. Yeah.
1: But they know that if they put out two Spider-Man books a month that's from the same series that the,
0: the you know,
1: anal retentive fan is going to go, oh, oh, my God, God. Yeah. both of them.
0: No, I remember when they first introduced Spectacular Spider-Man, it was like a big deal back in the 70s. I'm like, okay, which book are you going to pick? But at the time, they were still cheap, so you'd get both. But then you yeah. had Marvel Team-Up. So you yeah. really had three Spider-Mans a month, but they were all like in their own little worlds. Like Marvel yeah. team up was this like one off adventures had nothing to yeah. do with the regular one fun
1: because it showed, you yeah.
0: know,
1: Spider-Man would interact with other characters. And then, from-
0: yeah. And spectacular Spider-Man. Cause the title said Peter yeah. Parker, it was implied. Yeah. It was going to be more about his personal life and his friends and relationships. And then that slowly, be- it just became like amazing Spider-Man. And then they started the web of Spider-Man and then just Spider-Man and Good God, I can't even think of the Tangled Web of Spider-Man. Yeah. Sinister Spider-Man. There's so, there's a new one. <laughs> uh, speaking of writers and artists coming back. <laughs> the many R- loves of Toby Gillis. Romita Jr. is coming back.
1: I saw that. was that. announced
0: this week. Yeah, I had known that was happening, but I didn't think it was this quick. But he again, he's I think it's only a miniseries, or he's going to do the first run, and then somebody else is coming in. He's not going to do it all the time. But that was cool. I saw a lot of people because he yeah. did Spider Man for so long.
1: Yeah, and, he's really associated with it. I think yeah. it, I I would I would definitely buy that, you know. Yep,
0: yep, yep. yep. So that's coming out too. I mean, it's the sixtieth anniversary of Spider Man. Hence, if anybody noticed I posted the Trificon poster for the year drawn by some guy named Jerry Ordway, and <laughs> it was a salute to Amazing Fantasies fifteen. Where Spider-Man, in a cover a cover drawn by Jack Kirby, uh, is swinging across the sky in his intro appearance, with a Near well bad guy under his arm, <laughs> and uh, that's his introducing. So what Jerry's done is made Captain Trificon in the same pose, flying across the sky at Mohegan's son, and the Near well is me, underneath <laughs> his arm, with using his Herculean strength to lift my My, 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 my—you know.
1: Well, he's got the proportionate strength
0: of uh, of a terrific
1: captain, terrific (laughs) on
0: exactly. Yeah, he's gonna need it too, especially after (laughs) all that pizza tonight. But yeah, that's on the and also I could I don't know, you know, it's like the cat out of the bag. Once you let the once you rip open the wrapper at Christmas, you already know what you are getting. Look, I already know who's coming to the show. Not everybody, but I know a good amount of people coming, so there is going to be a heavy Spider-Man salute at the show this year that's right you heard it toby mcguire's coming now wouldn't that be something i'm lying it's andrew garfield well wait a minute no it's tom holland no no it's the 80 year old guy that played him on the electric company that you never you're, saw
1: You're too cheap to fly
0: fly anybody in from london that's true that's, that's the god's honest truth i almost had nicholas hammond two years ago until a crazy little thing called COVID. That sounds like a song from the '80s, doesn't it? Crazy well, little thing called COVID.
1: Well, that was a Queen song, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, anyway, that's what knocked Nicholas Hammond out. He was coming to the show, but uh,
1: question for you: Yeah, did you watch the new CW show, Naomi?
0: It was on after this week's Lo- uh Superman, Superman and Lois, okay. and no, I DVR'd it, but I have not watched it yet because once again. There's too many damn superhero shows on to keep up with everything. And I had to watch three Peacemakers, one (laughs) Superman and Lois, uh, one Boba Fett, uh, (laughs) Eternals. This is all since Tuesday night and today's Friday. You already saw the Eternals. I know, but it's at home now. So there's some weird thing that you have to see it again. I did anyway. (laughs) Um, Something else was on that I had a rush to watch. But no, I did not. And that's no, Naomi's based on the Brian Michael Bendis character that he brought with him when he went to DC uh, when he took over Superman. I think, what, two years ago already? It's been longer. Has it been longer? Really? Oh, my.
1: Launched after Action Comics uh, 1000, I think, or whatever. That oh, was. yeah, that's
0: right. I remember you were at those yeah. signings. So yeah, that, that, that was, was pro- back in 2019, 2018?
1: Oh, it had to be earlier than that. It had oh, to
0: be- Really,
1: sixteen?
0: Maybe twenty? No. When were we all at all? Oh, yeah, comics with you, me, and Tomasi, and it was several years ago. Has it really been that long? Yeah. You know the problem is you got that COVID year where nothing happened for a whole year, so literally it's like <laughs> a skip year. It's like, wait a minute, what happened? Twenty <laughs> twenty. So twenty twenty yeah, doesn't count. So If you older. add, <laughs> add twenty twenty, <laughs> I think you're right. I think it was twenty eighteen, wasn't it? That's it was definitely anniversary of was, Superman. Yeah,
1: I want to. I would say 2017. Just no, decade. no,
0: no, no. You know how I know it's 2018? Because that's when we moved over to the Expo Center, and I made the giant birthday card for Superman, and we were trying to get everybody to sign it for his 80th anniversary. Trying to get the Guinness World Book of Records.
1: But was that tied to Action Comics 1000? Yeah, was
0: it? yeah. That was the whole year. That was the Superman year. That was the uh, anniversary year because we had the panel. 80 years of superman
1: right but i don't know how that that i don't know that that directly relates to 1000 issues of action comics
0: wasn't it all the same year i don't know don't make me go look it up but anyway yeah so going back to it it's happened sometime in the last five years but it's anyway not the, that long it's no oh my god anyway show, naomi, naomi what about it right
1: there's a bunch of superman references in it oh but it seemed to indicate that it's not set in a superhero universe,
0: oh, so it's not was, connected to the I c- bet, CW I didn't show?
1: Mean, I thought the show was interesting, it had a good a good feel. It didn't feel like the kind of standard c w show either you
0: know what's the premise she's an alien being, correct? The premise
1: is she's just a young kid who's a big superhero fan. Oh, and maybe she has some mystery about about her past or whatever yeah, yeah they yeah. play with it kind of coy coyly but uh, it was it was I thought it was well done the one thing I was going to mention since we were talking about artists yeah is in all the press they mention the director the producer they mentioned Brian Bendis they mentioned David Walker but they don't really mention the artist who I can't even remember Jamal something is it Jamal Campbell or Jamal oh, something? I, I don't know the Again, only Jamal
0: I, I know is Jamal Igle.
1: Yeah, no, I, there was... Uh, anyways, but they're all three were the co-creators, as I recall, and none of the, you know, the promo stuff just mentions mm. writers, which just does tick me off because comics are visual medium. It's the, uh, you know, kind of yeah. annoying perception that, oh, the writer is the uh, the guy who does everything, which is so far from the truth and i don't want to undervalue the writer but i just think the perception is skewed mm. towards oh look the writer like he's a novelist
0: well a, look at look at novelist. hollywood the, the writer was always the last guy in the totem pole you always hear best director best actor and there would be right. like oh yeah somebody wrote this and that's so in company, years they
1: yeah. do that with the artist because the director kind of relates to the artist in a way I'm just saying, it, I, I've been noticing it in the last couple of weeks whenever I see some promo thing, it talks about the writer or the creator and only the, talking about the writer. So it's. Well,
0: all right. Switch little... over to Peacemaker on HBO Max. Now, I don't understand. Wait, real quick. Here's another dumb thing being a boomer like I am. Is there any HBO at all anymore, like regular HBO, or is everything yeah. just HBO Max now?
1: HBO is on my cable.
0: Okay, so there's, it's two separate servers because I only have HBO Max because I got it free with my AT&T, so I don't yeah. even know anymore. So there is still this regular HBO.
1: It's still, yeah, Showtime, HBO. those. Okay, no, of- so
0: I asked that because on- if you want to watch Peacemaker, you have to have HBO Max, right?
1: Well, if you have HBO on your cable.
0: You get automatically you're, get HBO you're Max? You
1: automatically, yeah, you automatically sign oh, in. Oh,
0: okay. okay.
1: Max. So All you right. have it, but it's not available on your cable.
0: Gotcha. it's only
1: available on the on the app
0: oh oh see it's even more complicated don't you understand that the, the, it's not think, that complicated though it it's is, Oh, come on well, man if sometimes you pay for,
1: if you pay for hbo on cable you're automatically subscribed to hbo max all right and you know you just well, have to sign in with your cable info
0: i know i get you but i try to explain these things to my 84 year old mother and it's not easy <laughs> it's not easy cuz i give her i gave her um one of those fire but right. She has a smart TV. I've right. already wired it. I've already downloaded the apps to it. She doesn't get the whole thing where she has to switch the inputs to get right. the other thing. But she has a one of those Amazon Fire tablet things, which right. has the apps on there, too. So she will watch HBO and all these things on the tablet. And I go, Ma, it's on the big screen. You don't have to kill your eyes. <laughs> You can watch this if you just press that button and it says, you know, input and you can go to, no, that's okay. So whatever I try, I try, but anyway, going back to the HBO max and you're going back to your stuff. Peacemaker starts this week. There's no mention of who created that character. Cause again, that's a Charlton character, but then it went over to DC and I know Kupperberg worked on it and uh, I couldn't tell you. Who was the uh the art. I know Pablo Marcos inked some of it. I don't know even who who was their artist on the the piece from the use.
1: Charlton days?
0: No, from the DC. Forget the, well, Charl- the Charl- Charlton. Charlton's got to be Frank it McLaughlin, was, probably right. No,
1: I think it was it was a uh, Pat Boyette was the artist.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And I think uh, Joe Gill might have been the writer. Oh, of Joe.
0: Him. Yeah, you know I have that. I got that. Remember when we would go to Black Cat Comics? Yeah. He had Peacemaker books. I remember laughing, going through them, going, what's this? So I picked up Peacemaker number one. because, You know, frankly, Charlton Comics weren't even worth the paper they were printed on, most of (laughs) them. They were such bad. But I got Peacemaker one. I do think that's going up in value now because of the show and the Suicide Squad. And you've never read it? I did read it, and I was like, eh, it's okay. It's all right. But then who's the one that came up with the whole, his metal helmet is like, possessed or it's got some type of uh
1: no i thought the the ghosts or the spirits the of all the people killed were in his helmet that was Something. wasn't that yeah. that wasn't cupperberg was it
0: i think that was the dc thing yeah that might have been cupperberg's doing yeah
1: it. no it wasn't in the original it was no. they were trying no. I think they did more with him in, in the comic book checkmate back in the uh eighties.
0: You remember that's Checkmate Wolf, yeah that's Wolfman isn't it?
1: No I think Checkmate was uh I think it was Cupperberg.
0: Oh, okay. Although well, I, I keep I, you know I'm i remember vigilant vigilante, then P, yeah, the checkmate is Paul, yeah. Wolf, was it was Steve Lytle? Who who's the artist on that?
1: I don't remember. They got Wolf. me going. No, it was you mean for the artist of checkmate was uh, Steve Irwin?
0: Steve Irwin, that's it. Yes, yeah. okay, because I knew it was Steve something. I'm like, wait, there's yeah. a guy. Yeah, yeah. is he, he still also, around?
1: I think he, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. I He hasn't been doing comic stuff or
0: DC. No, anymore. no, 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 no. But I know poor he, Lightning. He, he,
1: he did the second Batman movie adaptation with uh, Garcia Lopez. I just
0: saw that the other day at Cave. They had it in their uh, back issue bin, the Batman Returns. I picked, it was, I'm like, oh, wow i don't think i've ever seen that did they do two versions of that well like a prestige and a, a comic book one no
1: by the time that they just did the one version oh
0: okay game. well it's sitting over there in the back issue bin if anybody wants it so <laughs> but going back to that you talked about artists they didn't mention anything with that all i saw is yeah. james gunn james gunn written and directed Were by there james any, gunn.
1: See, I was, the problem watching hbo or any of these shows is that they they minimize the end credits so you can't Oh, always yeah. see if they did do a thank you to somebody you don't really get it. i did not see
0: any of that Auto no, no.
1: plays the next episode or whatever
0: i'm gonna have I, to go back and look and see if they have any they, DC must, credits. they
1: must credit somebody i would think but then that's all voluntary there's no contract that legal.
0: Said no. That no
1: whoever created that thing you know didn't own it and charlton sold it and dc owns it and you know again it's just a, a character you know it's not a Personal creation of anybody's.
0: Well, here's the deal about that show. And I said to you, it's a good show. It's a wacky show. It's out there. It's in the vein of that Harley Quinn animated series that was on. Which I I don't know if that's coming back for a third season or is that? Yeah, it's supposed
1: to. It is. It is okay. Yeah.
0: Well, it's out there, and I don't know if it's going to inspire people to run out and go look for Peacemaker comics because they're going to be sadly disappointed if they go find any back issue bins because that's nothing. (laughs) like the old peacemaker comic yeah. this is more like i told you deadpool meets the punisher meets captain america yeah. i told james you it reminds, me, yeah. it
1: reminds me a lot of super super that movie with uh that james gunn had done about the guy who dresses up as a
0: yeah with dwight schultz uh from yeah, yeah. Um,
1: he tries to save the girl from the drug guy. Dwight
0: schultz, um, what's his name the guy from the dwight office the... yeah played yeah. white in the office I have no, I'm blanking on his name right now.
1: I could look it up, but I'm using my iPad to uh, broadcast.
0: <laughs> no, I know. And it's sad when you get to be this age and I'm only 55 and I can't remember people like this. Uh, Mitch, it's me, Jerry. <laughs> who how are you? Jerry with a G? Gary? Gary, is that you? Um, Steve Carell and what I can't think of it either it's <laughs> the the uh when you start the, thinking about it it's, it's just the big character. the big guy that was uh and Jack Ryan he was going to be captain america that the big du- played jim <laughs> the guy that played jim <laughs> the real pretty girl um played uh, the girl Pam. Pam, <laughs> i know and, all the oh uh, forgot no this is sad this is what it's come to either we're recording late at night sober and we can't remember these people's name. The right shoot shrew, shrew was played by if you're watching this and you can see the visuals we're not lying right now i'm drawing a blank and jerry's laughing because we have no idea if i was doing you're this buddy, this audio i have my phone i can look it up but i do this to myself all the time my wife said your brain has turned to mush being home working from home for the last 15 years or whatever so COVID. who I have COVID fog right now. I'm, <laughs> you know what? You can't write would, off stupidity by that.
1: It would not surprise me.
0: Office cast. I'm going to do it. Talk amongst yourself. This is the the magic behind the scenes here on we, the show. We should, we should plug. Uh, Jenna yeah. Fisher. I was going to say Jenna. The other guy and is John, John Kras, Krasinski. Be dating. Ray Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. Yes. No wonder I couldn't remember his name for God's sakes. I was gonna say Jenna Kempler, but I combined Ellie <laughs> Kemper with uh, with Jenna knew, Fisher.
1: You mangled her last name.
0: <laughs> I know. The only one I could remember he played himself was Creed Bratton. Yeah, and they never really figured that out. Oh, speaking of which. Uh, is he
1: coming to Terrific
0: <laughs> No, but uh, one of the guests who's coming to Terrific is the current writer and one of the co-creators of The Simpsons. Mike. <laughs> Let me look up his name right now. <laughs> is he the guy
1: uh, who's local? Is he the one who? He's the guy from...
0: from Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. The guy who's from Mike,
1: Bristol reese or rice sorry. yes that's, you're,
0: you, yes you're correct you are correct sir yes mike reese r-e-i-s-s cool. i'm sorry mike Very cool. i have a lot going on look at me right now i could remember rain wilson and <laughs> uh he's been on tv for a long time but anyway <laughs> he will be coming to terrific con he'll be talking about his book the uh i think it's the complete history of springfield which is the town or the complete history of the Simpsons, which is in Springfield. Right. And he will be at the show this year, the mighty terrific Con, happening July 29th to the 31st here in Connecticut. And you're there. <laughs> um, so every, if you're a Simpsons fan, you can come and talk to him. He'll <laughs> tell you all about the history of the show, and all about the other things going on. So miss, you liked Hi, Peacemaker, Gary. didn't you? I did like Peacemaker. It is so out there. It was, I had, it was laughed out loud, funny. Uh uh, 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 Iggy, his eagle. That's what he named it. <laughs> when, it when it gave him a hug and he was sitting isn't at it the dinner e- table, e- it's Eagly, huh? isn't it? Is it Eagly? Is that yeah? He- yeah. E- eagly, I don't know what he was saying, but they were like, "Yeah, if you had a dog, would you name him Dogly?" And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> "If you had a daughter, would you name her daughter Daughterly or something?" Like that? <laughs> but uh, there's that scene where he's at the dinner table. His dad is played by Robert Patrick, aka the T1000 from the terminator two movie and they're having dinner and the eagle sitting at the dinner table, like nothing. <laughs> and they all start telling a joke and they're laughing and the eagles <laughs> laughing as well. And I'm like, this is so messed up. Yeah. I don't know if you well, be funny the-
1: that he could, o- he could only connect with his, his racist dad. Yeah. By talking about blood sport. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Being afraid uh, of rats,
1: locked yeah. in a box with of rats. That yeah. that made him laugh. That was that was actually pretty dark and funny.
0: Yeah, it was. It really. It, yeah, I don't get the it either. Third. But but then the dad had some like secret. I don't care. Spoilers. Look, people, go watch TV. What else are you gonna well, do? It's freezing now. There's out.
1: clearly a story going on with him. I
0: mean, oh god, story yeah. Backstory, yeah. yeah. But I when you like have that like secret, multiple room.
1: I like the helmet that you would get. Uh, what was it? You get scabies.
0: Well, yeah, Every man should have scabies, <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, "Why would you want to have that? He's why would you scabies. want to have a helmet that does that?" But no, he has this weird portal-like, interdimensional back room workshop where he opens a door, and they have like this giant Doctor Who warehouse in his yeah. little house, you know. But uh, yeah, I liked his hair. That yeah. was the best hair I'd seen on TV in a while.
1: Well, he had his hair looked like he should have been in the uh, Righteous Gemstones. Oh, because every character in that. They all have the bouffant. They uh, have the uh, bouffant.
0: Really nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was the,
1: it was funny. The third episode was very dark and and less jokey.
0: Yeah,
1: um, it definitely. That, it also, I mean, it's definitely worth. If you think, oh, maybe it's a little too rough for you, or it's a little too, if you hang through the episode to th- episode three, you get a little bit more of a sense of what it's going to be about, which yeah. I thought was.
0: Well,
1: yeah. I, I like that they built it slowly. You know.
0: I like the open from the opening sequence, the opening title sequence, the little dance number they do. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: everybody gets to dance too.
0: Yeah, you and they they they, they so much demand that uh, James Gunn has put that out today on regular YouTube's or whatever the hell you call it. So everybody that even if you don't have the uh,
1: older you,
0: if you don't have the HBO Max, you can go watch it right now on the YouTube's. Um, it, it, that was great. I love that dance sequence. I was like, I could watch that all day. In that fact, was, I did watch it a couple of times, you know.
1: Yeah,
0: there's some well, fun stuff happening in there. If you watch uh, when they do the title come across the screen and the eagle eagly shows up and does the thing. Watch John Cena. He's like gasping for air from doing the dancing. And he's just trying to stay in position, but he's going like that that that's little stuff like that makes me crack up. So that's funny. Who's the so, actress in there? Jennifer, I'm gonna say Jennifer Holland. I think that's it. Yeah, she was. Yeah, I remember Super- her, but I can't remember Rain. I've only seen her three yeah. times, but I remember her quite easily. Yeah, she's something. It's got else. a
1: good cast. I think the yeah. the the entire backup team or whatever is pretty good. Cause you know that just-
0: guy was supposed to be a trificon this year, but he's coming in 2023. The Which um, Steve Agg- Aggie, he's okay. the, the heavy set guy with the beard. Yeah. He was from Guardians of the Galaxy. He was one of the uh, Ravagers. He was coming. Did you no, he's, six
1: foot yeah. seven, huh? seven. His his
0: internet movie database says he's six seven. I believe it. He's a big dude. That's a big guy. Well, he's coming to Terrificon next year, Kitty, so don't get yourself all in a bunch. Because he was supposed to come this summer. But uh he was gonna come with um Sean Gunn, James Gunn's little brother. But Sean Gunn is going to be at Trificon 2023, not this year, because Guardians of the Galaxy 3 comes out next year. And I said it would make more sense to bring him next year because the movie will be coming out that summer, and we're going to have some more surprises. See, that's how weird it is. I've got stuff planned for freaking two years from now or a year and a half from now. But anyway, Steve Aggie was going to come this year, but I said, nah, hold up. Come next year with, the, uh, with Sean Gunn. But I did not know he's six seven. He might win the award for the tallest guest. Not that we have a sub con, uh, a category contest every year where we where we we have the guests line up and I see how tall they are. <laughs> so far, the winner would have been Derek Meyer. Is that what was his name, Derek Meyer. Derek Who? Mears. He played the Swamp Thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was. Uh, he was. He was up there. He was like six something. Yeah,
1: right? he was pretty. Cool. Was that the guy from the?
0: Yeah, the there swamp was thing.
1: Swamp thing, yeah. That was yeah, one.
0: but he was one of those uh, Jason guys too. When that that stuff, the thing. What do you call that? The guy with the machete. Not <laughs> machete. Not that guy. The other guy.
1: It was J- Jason or Freddy or somebody.
0: <laughs> they Speaking of Tony, I told him to go out and watch Peacemaker because it was out there, and he just texted me now. Says, wow, Peacemaker's one strange trip <laughs> was gun high when he came up with that show. Yikes. <laughs> probably is what I'm writing. I thought it was funny. It, it, it's it's not for everyone. It's let me hard. just tell you. If you're like no, it's R-rated. It's in, definitely R-rated. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just it's like definitely the- R-rated. Don't let the kids R-rated. watch it. But the I don't thing know that- what the kids watch nowadays. They all got their phones. They probably watch things that I wouldn't see when I was 30. They probably watch it when they're 8 now. Good parenting there- out there in America. <laughs>
1: The, the Peacemaker is not that different from what they were doing in, in the uh, Doom Patrol.
0: Because Doom Patrol
1: is very profane, <sighs> very dark. It's very crazy. And uh, I like the vibe of Doom Patrol a lot. I, I was telling you, I started watching season three. I'm up, I guess, on episode four. Are th- are th-
0: is there a rating on that show? Now that I'm thinking about it, because I don't it's care. Mature.
1: Definitely mature. It says
0: mature? Okay. Yeah. Not Victor I'm, Mature. That was an actor. No. 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 But mature like <laughs> hey, you, you kids shouldn't watch. Well, here's an interesting thing. I just did a thing yesterday about Jaws or today, I don't know when you're watching this, but remember Jaws the movie? Yes,
1: <laughs> you it Came
0: out in 1975. It was PG, and I was telling Ed that, Ed from Australia, and he was shocked. He's like, "That was PG in America?" I'm like, "Yeah, why?" He's like, "Oh no, that wasn't that was like uh, you know, whatever their version is in Australia of like Rated R or something mature audience. Right. I go really. He's like, yeah, that was pretty violent imagery. I'm like, well, America's messed up. What am I going to tell you?
1: From one penal colony to another.
0: <laughs> exactly. Hey man, we were we're funded on religious fanatics. Let's get it straight here. They were they were founded on people that were stealing stuff from the Queen, and she sent them to Australia.
1: But no, the the thing that's funny is in in Jaws. Yeah. Isn't that girl naked in the beginning? Like Absolutely. So, I you mean, can get her for
0: conventions, by the way. It was the seventies.
1: Everybody yeah. was naked in the seventies.
0: I was in the movie theater naked watching that theater back then. <laughs> so.
1: That I remember seeing that in the theater.
0: Everybody was naked back then. Charlton Heston had his ass in the and mo- Planet of the Apes. All those guys were but skinny in, dipping. In Jaws,
1: I remember specifically in Jaws, sitting there with my buddy. we were like my brother, my yeah. two friends. We're all sitting there, and when the 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 body comes out of the boat when they're diving, you know, the, the head, right? Yeah. Underwater. And his, yeah. yeah up, I, I mentioned that. We all.
0: Yeah. We all scream when that happened. Yeah.
1: Well, I, my friend grabbed my arm really like he was just so, so shocked by it. He grabbed my arm and the popcorn
0: went. Up in oh, the air. I, you know, it's so funny in the show that we recorded, I said that same scene to Ed, I said, I remember being in the theater. Maybe you were sitting in front of me. I go, when that head bopped up, Underneath the water, <laughs> popcorn went flying yeah. in the theater when I saw it at the Forest Theater in Allentown, Connecticut. And he goes, Really? So oh, yeah, people were screaming in that movie, you know.
1: I but. saw it in Bayview, uh, Wisconsin.
0: Well, that's not near me, so
1: <laughs> which it was like the uh, Allentown uh, or A- Allentown of uh, West Haven, Bayview yes. was was to milwaukee it was like a little
0: area like a little a neighborhood sketchy a little sketchy yeah. yeah yeah my wife and i played a contest with the kids tonight who was poorer when growing up and the kids they don't care anymore <laughs> my wife's like well i once had to do this and i go well i once had to do that and, and the kid literally spencer's like oh my god here they go and dad tries to top mom by speaking louder than her so that's how we know he's he won <laughs>
1: How many miles did you have to walk to school in the snow?
0: Well, (laughs) I thought I won because I said, listen, kids, how this has to do with John Buscema's Artist Edition, I don't know. But anyway, if you're still listening to this, God bless you. Real quick, I think of it now because it's cold and wintry out. I went to Catholic school, and you had to wear a uniform, and it was a white shirt, gray pants, navy blue tie with an emblem on it, and brown shoes. Okay, whatever reason, I only had one white shirt and I would go to school, put that white shirt on, and the second I got home, you took that white shirt off because that was your school's clothes. You did not wear <laughs> that anywhere else. That was like your uniform, like your work suit. Right. So my mom, God bless her, she would wash it and make sure I didn't have any ring around the collar because that was like a big thing back in the day. Ring around the collar. That was a commercial. Well,
1: because you had a dirty neck.
0: You had a dirty neck. <laughs> <It's> sweated out <laughs> my there. favorite,
1: My favorite 1930s movie.
0: So <laughs> Angel, anyway is that true is that a movie No. so anyway my mom Advance my mom
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> my mom my saintly mom 84 years old god bless her she washed my shirt and because it's so cold out like it is today literally it's six grade. look i used to get my shirt on the, long, the line and it would be frozen, frozen stiff like you could break the sleeve. <laughs> It was so cold. It was stiff as a board, and I'm not kidding you. You'd, you'd be able to, like, you know, like it, you could make an airplane out of my shirts because they were so frozen cold. And then you had to heat them up. So my ma, she washed my shirt, and we had a gas stove. So what my mom did is she opened the door. <laughs> the oven to dry my shirt so i can wear it no stop it gets, it gets better make you put the shirt on no 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 no, no. no, no. listen so listen she put the shirt and so you can call her now she's probably <laughs> sleeping i hope she is go to bed ma so anyway uh, uh she put this shirt half of it in the, the, the door of the oven to to dry it but she <laughs> forgot about it and started working on lunches for my sisters and whatever. So whatever happened, this shirt, the shirt, it caught on fire.
1: Okay. But you so, still had to wear it. No, no, it,
0: it gets good. So it had scorch marks on the back, okay, where the fire started. Now, listen, I got to go to school. We don't have another shirt. I can't miss any school days. So I had to wear my sister's Navy sweater. If you know your stuff, the girls' buttons are on the other side because that's how they they make up shirts. Girls' buttons on the left, boys are on the right, just to screw with me. There was no unisex clothing in the 70s, so don't write me any goddamn letters. I don't care. This is how it was. So I had to wear my sister Debbie's sweater over my shirt, but the problem is, sure, it hit the scorch marks, but there was the smell of burnt clothing. So I had to go to school that day. And all people around me kept going, do you smell something burning? And I knew it was me. <laughs> it was my burnt clothing. So I had to uh, just sit there and suffer from 830 in the morning to 3 o'clock in the afternoon at St. Brendan's. in Your New Your classmates Haven, had to suffer. With Yes, they did. They had to get smoke inhalation all day long because of my burnt shirt. And I got home and my mom went out to the, uh, I think, to the Bradleys or G Fox or Five and Dime Kreskys. I don't know. And she bought me a new white shirt to wear so i told that story and i thought that would have won as the poorest kid growing up but no my wife had to tell my kids that she had fried salami and bologna sandwiches growing up i went wow you had salami so
1: salami and bologna
0: that's what i'm saying you had both that's like a delicacy that's like a platter so, no, I only, we never had fried bologna. We just had we the had, fried, what?
1: We had head cheese.
0: Yeah, my dad would eat head cheese. And I literally thought it was made of heads. And I was like freaked out by that. I was like, oh my God, they chop people's brains out? No. It's head meat. It is head meat. It's like the meat around the cheeks and things yeah. like that. The face, the jowls. In Basically, gel- you yeah. could make a good pound of uh, head cheese <laughs> off of my fat face. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the visual element of the show comes in. So, if you are watching this tonight, yeah, go cool look on head cheese tonight's episode. Head cheese, <laughs> <laughs> a Quinn Martin production. A Quinn Martin production. So then, John Buscema went on to King Conan, and after that, he did some movie adaptations, notably Raiders <laughs> of Lost Ark, uh, ink by Klaus Janson, written by Walt Simonson, nineteen eighty-one. As nothing. He did Tarzan. Marvel. Yeah, he did Tarzan. Marvel had the Tarzan license for a while. Yeah. He was great he at was... drawing horses. Whenever you see a horse, there's two guys that could draw horses like nobody's business John Buscema and John Severin. John yeah. Severin was great at those Westerns, man. Oof.
1: Well, you know, but Gil Kane drew really good horses, too. He did. He did. His horses were very dynamic. Yeah. You know, he did the foreshortening and all that. Uh, He did some really nice covers for the I was gonna say,
0: I'm thinking when you said that I could see the hooves hooves in the cover, like rear and back, you know. Yeah. They're
1: hard to draw. I think you really have to understand
0: they are hard to draw.
1: Yeah. Mm. I mean, even looking at a picture, you really don't get the sense of how the uh, their hoof, you know, the (laughs) the the joint and all that, how it works.
0: Mm.
1: I mean, it's one thing to draw a person running. You can draw a person running poorly. Yep, you know, or looking awkward. But if you're drawing a horse, you really have to understand how all four, you know, the legs work at the same no. time. Otherwise, you know, you're, you're drawing a pantomime horse.
0: <laughs> and when we talk about poorly, we're not talking about their financial status in the uh, animal kingdom, or how many
1: shirts they had, or how many burned in-
0: shirts where they were in scorched <laughs> saddle. Um, no, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, by the way. I was so bored last week watching. I don't have time to watch Naomi or whatever, but I did watch Columbo. Don't know so why. I downloaded the Peacock uh, yeah. app on my TV. Again, back to smart TVs. Peacock, one of the worst names you can come up with for any service whatsoever. It just seems awkward telling people, like, I was watching a Peacock last night. And they're like, <laughs> really? I didn't know it had a urinary tract infection yes that's <laughs> right I squeeze little peas to make them <laughs> urinate but anyway um I said let me watch something they had Columbo on there they have all of 10 seasons of Columbo with Peter Falk and they had the first episode so I said I might as well start with the origin story you know who directed that Steven Spielberg Steven Spielberg that's right as I'm watching it it's Columbo and Jack Cassidy is the yep. bad guy in spoiler alert for a 50 year old show he murdered his uh, writing partner he was a mystery writer he murdered um martin milner
1: right. who was
0: on adam 12 if you didn't know that and uh jack cassidy who's the grandfather of what people might know is uh what's her name cassidy from the green arrow show
1: <laughs> katie cassidy
0: david You're cassidy it, his daughter but he had
1: he had famous sons
0: he did david cassidy and sean cassidy
1: on cassidy with shirley jones
0: that's correct and And,
1: uh katie cassidy's like a granddaughter granddaughter
0: yeah that was david's daughter so anyway uh i'm watching it and i go my god this has got for a tv movie which you figure is cheap it's got some great visual elements to it like the way it's framed and the the direction i'm like this is amazing. and i had no idea it was spielberg until the very end when the credits rolled and it said directed by steven spielberg i had to go look it up yeah. he was like 21 years old which is amazing because it's so sophisticated looking and uh but the problem with the show is growing up with all these csis and medical examiner shows and stuff like that to watch that show now just drives you crazy because he's breaking every rule in the book i mean he shows up he's from los angeles the murder takes place out in the mountains miles from LA and he just pulls up in his car and there's a murder and he goes up to the cop. He says, hi, my name's uh inspector Colombo. I know I'm from LA and I have no jurisdiction. Here's my badge. Do you mind if I take a look around in there? And the <laughs> other cop goes, Oh, sure. One cop helping another cop. Go ahead. Lieutenant walks around a crime scene. Murder just <laughs> took place. There's no yellow tape. There's no nothing. He's walking around smoking a cigar, contaminating the scene. He looks underneath the bed. He finds like a cork that was used in one of the murder weapons. He just puts it in his pocket, touches everything, no gloves, none of that nonsense. He knows he's going to get him to, you know, to confess. Not only that, when Jack Cassidy shows up in his office at the end, Columbo's there reading a book, and he goes, hey, you know, I finally figured out how you did it. Well, tell me, Lieutenant, what did I do? Well, you wrote about this five years ago as one of the plots of your book. Everything you did was in this book, and all I had to do was read it, and I figured it out. And he and Jack Cassidy starts going, well, that's not going to stand up in court. You know, that's all circumstantial. Well, it would have been if I didn't find the cork. You got sloppy with the second murder. You hit the girl over the head. Now, none of this, let me speak to a lawyer. Let me, you know, what are my, read me my rights. None of that. He goes, well, you got me, Lieutenant. I did it. And he just confessed to two murders right there in the spot, and then they just take him away, and Columbo walks off. I'm like, wow. Good that... days. Yeah, that's, that's when the people old actually,
1: If you were caught red-handed, you would say, yeah, you got me. Yeah. That, that changed in the, uh, in the 80s. <laughs> I
0: know? swear, man, I was just amazed. Like, wow, they just rolled over that quickly? You got when me, was, Lieutenant. The, mid,
1: the impression was, if you got caught doing something bad, you would just admit to it because you couldn't deny it. Right. But then at a certain point it was like, Oh no, you deny it. Even if someone's got you on, you know, killing somebody, it's like, Oh, how do you know that was me? How do you know that? You know,
0: (laughs) I, I, I was just like, if it wasn't so entertaining to watch the performances, I would have been annoyed, but I was just like, Holy crap. This was allowed back then. This was a popular TV show. No one said anything. No. Well, Just I mean, it,
1: it wasn't real life. Comics weren't real life either. I mean, TV. Wait, was what?
0: Crazy. They're not real? Oh, God. No. I've wasted my life.
1: I mean, Whoa. I think the closer you would get to real, like CSI is not real either. Just, you know, spoiler alert. What?
0: <laughs> I don't is. watch those shows.
1: <laughs> I, 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 I,
0: I've never watched an L.A. Is it L.A. Law? No. Law and Order? yeah never watched one in my life i used
1: to watch that back in the in the uh what was it 80s early 90s i don't know it's
0: been on for about 40 years now so i have no idea it's the one with um well it was very much it was like a bit like like jane mansfield's daughter what's her name? like a
1: dragnet type of thing where it was very serious but it had two parts that was the whole thing it was law and then orders so the cop part happened first second half show was about the guy being Wait a minute.
0: Whoever. Wait a minute. Wasn't Michael Moriarty on that show? Or is that yeah, the first show? season?
1: He was. Oh, he was. The okay. Day. And it Richard Belzer,
0: the comedian?
1: He didn't join. He was on the one of the. He was on the homicide, Life on the Streets.
0: Oh. They, okay. He
1: actually did. Imp, they imported his character into one of the Law and Order
0: shows. Oh, oh really? And what's yeah. the one that had Jerry Arbeck? That was Law & Order. Okay. All the right. main
1: one was Law & Order. That's the one that Sam Waterston was on and Jerry Orbach. And, and uh, you know, it had a whole slew of people that would be on for And Vincent,
0: Vincent Genofrio was on it too, right?
1: He was on the one of the spinoff
0: ones. Oh, all right. So, yeah, again, there's, I don't know.
1: Yeah, there's like a special victim thing. Then they had criminal investigation one. Back when they had like three or four of them running at once.
0: Oh, but it's still on, though, right?
1: Yeah. Um, They just relaunched or are going to relaunch the original show. Apparently, they're bringing it back because, of course... The guy that
0: was in Superman, Man of Steel, was on that, right? The guy that was the the colonel, he was in the Man of Steel. Wasn't he on that show? He was the guy that killed himself at the end when the uh, Kryptonian lady blew herself up above Metropolis. He said, today's a good day to die. He was on that um, show Happy. Oh, oh, that was um is his name Joe something Joe Melillo or something.
1: Yeah, right, he was on the lawn or a lawn. Yeah, Order but something. he's
0: back on those shows now. I saw an ad. Yeah, I'm like,
1: "Oh, that's the but, guy." Yeah. or whatever, right.
0: Yeah, again I don't know. So which, which
1: artist is your favorite?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, back to that. Well,
1: I was thinking I keep seeing artwork posted of Gil Kane some on Twitter people post covers from 20 30 years ago or whatever and you see a lot of Gil Kane because Gil oh, did yeah. some Marvel covers he and he uh,
0: of covers that's the reason why I bought a lot of real yeah. shit real crappy books because yeah. of the cover i go but wow, I mean it look makes, at that and it, you'd open it up there and really like,
1: is, there was no one like him I mean he did so many great Marvel covers in the through the 70s he um, did. Just he did. Really strong composition. They were always. They had a lot of punch to them. Yeah. No punch intended. But he was. He was great. And you know, inked by everybody. You know. No,
0: I got Gil Kane. Uh, what book did he do in the? No. Well, of course, the Green Lantern. But I'm saying in the '70s.
1: He did the uh, Sword of the Atom.
0: Yeah. No, I have that Jan Strands, all that stuff. But I'm saying. He did- was he, he on Super- a
1: regular series at all? Superman in action comics in the early eighties.
0: Yep. I got those. That's when that they reintroduced. Marv, the Marv Wolfman writing those. Yeah. Um, I, I yeah, can't he think him on a regular series in the seventies.
1: He did. He would come up with like things to do. Basically he would create like a, well, he, like the sword of the atom. They did a, a couple of different mini series. Yep.
0: They did. Yep.
1: And, uh, I mean, he bounced around because he was also doing animation stuff.
0: Oh, was the, he really?
1: Yeah. In oh. the uh, later, like from about 87, I guess 86, 87. I think he and his wife moved to California and he started working. Oh. for Rupert. He did story. He did stuff on that Superman cartoon that. Uh, that one year in, one. The one in 87.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a really had, good one, had, actually. Yeah.
1: It had that grant and it,
0: it had, you know
1: metallo all those
0: yeah things. he was the
1: character designer
0: on those you don't and see that one often actually that was one and i think it came out on, on dvd i,
1: I it- bought the dvd set yeah a couple of years ago the dvd came out yeah, it, it only, only
0: lasted like one season but i liked it it was more like the john byrne man of steel superman well it was it was launching at the same time as that oh that might explain yeah. it yeah
1: yeah i assume that's why marv was late on his Plots. <laughs> it's because he was making animation money.
0: Oh no, I like that one a lot. There's a lot of Superman animated series. Way too many. Well, when they did the one in the 90s, they did a good
1: job with it. That that still seems Oh, with to be um, like Tim Purpin.
0: Daly doing the voice.
1: Yeah, I mean, they had great a bunch of great stuff. They had the uh, Dark Side story. Mike Farrell
0: was the dad. Yeah, yeah Purpin, voice. Yeah,
1: Perpin. You know, they did a bunch of good ones.
0: That I one did. actually
1: was. Uh, speaking of, did you ever watch or did you get around to watching Superman and Lois?
0: Yeah, I did. did? Yep. Um, I liked it a lot.
1: Yeah, it's good. And it's, it, it definitely, it was definitely doomsday at the end, right?
0: The big baddie under the ground, making the earthquake. It was boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, sure. Why not rip that off? They haven't done that in a while. (laughs) No. The only thing that still bugs me is God, can't he shave? Nice. If
1: it bugs me. It would be nice if we made some money off of it and we got our names on it.
0: I would just like it if uh, Superman shaved. That's all. He's got like a figure.
1: Yeah, thicker... he he's got to use that piece of his ship, remember? He's yeah, I know. His...
0: Reflected off of it. I guess it's he's got like no it. time. Forget I mean, just taking the hard. glasses on and off. All you got to do is like, Jesus, there's only one guy I know with a <laughs> five o'clock <laughs> shadow like that. It's Clark Kent. Hey, <laughs> Superman. Clark Kent. No, I like and I like the fact that they incorporated Henry um, Irons, Steel. Yeah, yeah, John he's down there now from the yep. multiverse or other dimension that he came in with his daughter. So there's a lot of that stuff. I forgot that Lois's dad stepped down and they got this other guy Anderson as the head of the uh, the DoD, the Department of Defense, right. and he's yeah, building yeah. his own Superman. Is that going to tie into the Superboy thing? It
1: maybe.
0: Academist
1: got to be a Cadmus kind of thing, yeah. don't you think?
0: Yeah, that's what I figured when I saw they were wearing But they the t- also...
1: Shirt. I mean, the, the Eradicator guy is, is... He just flew off at the end. He flew into the sun at the end of last season.
0: Oh, so he might come back as half-cyborg or something?
1: Well, he was... To- no, he would be the Eradicator. He was totally taken over by the uh, artifact. The, the uh,
0: Morgan Edge guy.
1: Yeah, he was yeah. totally taken over by that artifact. All right, so, so he, then
0: he, who, who... Okay, so if they got he, Superboy... Uh, They've already got they already got steel. They need a Cyborg Superman.
1: Well, but if they inter- I mean the thing is I was thinking about this after we had after we mentioned that is that they do have all the elements, but all those elements came after Superman died in the comics. Right. right. And it was all meant to you know to kind of direct you
0: to think oh one of these is really Superman. Obviously,
1: we know it's they'll kill- probably
0: do cuz they're it's not going to not- get Well, no, they're not going to get the lead off the show Because he needs to get paid So they'll probably kill him In a big mid-season cliffhanger Or maybe whatever And then they could bring the actor back As the clone of Superman or whatever Or cyborg And then you'll find out that it's a robot And then the real Kal-El is dead somewhere Yeah, they'll probably do it And it'll be the big fall When did Superman, Death of Superman come out? In the fall, didn't it? 30 years ago? It did yeah, so maybe it's gonna be like the fall premiere. Like they'll do it now. They'll kill him at the end in the springtime. You got to wait over the summer what happens, and then they'll relaunch it in the fall. Superman and Lois, you watch. I bet they'll do that and tie well, into like, DC.
1: I mean, in the comics, we did the teaser with four books. You know, yeah. the pre- before the before Doomsday actually shows up, yeah. you just get the fist pounding his way out from underground. You know, it's cool that. Well, you know
0: what? You got the element the two kids in there too. They could do a whole storyline about what it's like to be grown up without the dad and Lois being a widow. Yeah, there's a good there's a good story element if they go that way. We're just speculating, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did it. You know,
1: it's all set. The setup is there, and they 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 did it. They'll they'll probably do something on their own their own their own version of it, anyways.
0: I was oh, Legends that, of Tomorrow came back. That's what I didn't watch yet. Oh, I was
1: going to say they did Doomsday way back in uh, Smallville.
0: They did, but they did. it wasn't, uh, wasn't. Well, they had
1: Davis Bloom was yeah. the guy, and he turned into Doomsday, which was a little different.
0: Yeah, it was Sam Whitwitter played him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but he was just like a normal sized dude. It wasn't really. He was well, a they paramedic. Did a, they, they
1: did a good job with the the rubber mask.
0: Yeah, no, that was like, good, but like the, the comic was, one. But it
1: was everybody's gonna do their own version of it you know yeah, it's not but it was
0: weird them. it was almost like he was becoming doomsday almost like at night like a werewolf type of thing if i remember yeah, yeah it was weird i don't know
1: have you watched smallville in any in 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 years have you ever rewatched God.
0: you know it's it was on in the mornings for some reason like at seven when the kids would go off to college or high school yeah. i remember getting up to take them to school but it was on like at seven in the morning i like tnt or tbs a couple yeah. times i would catch a couple episodes and the first year is rough the first year or two when they were doing the meteor freak of the week and but then there's it a lot good you know there's
1: a lot of funny names that pop up guest stars they go oh look it's amy adams she's oh in, yeah she's, she
0: was the chubby girl that was on there and was, was losing weight way from, way, from the meteor rock
1: had yeah had to eat because she had the voracious appetite
0: yep yep yep, yep.
1: um but was there's Gilbert
0: godfrey down of- that no he was on lois and clark
1: yeah.
0: I mentioned they, him because he contacted me this week. Who? Gilbert Gottfried. Oh yeah. He wants to come to the show. I said I haven't gotten back to him.
1: Did you tell him you, you could come if he dressed as Mixus Pitilic?
0: That's what I was thinking. He was Mr. Mixus Pitilic <laughs> in Lois and Clark, but then he was the voice of Batman. He Bat was Mario? on the
1: cartoon. I thought he was He's on I the thought cartoon. He, didn't he do Mixus Pitilic on the cartoon, the Superman cartoon?
0: I thought he did it on Lois and Clark. I know he played it somewhere, but I couldn't remember where because it wasn't on Superboy because that was that dude that was in um, Bonnie and Clyde. That well, guy? The 1980s. The, the 1980s Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah but was, what was the guy that was in Bonnie Robert. and Clyde? He was on. Star- Michael, J. Po- Michael J. Pollard. Michael J. Pollard. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just passed away, but I remember. And he had the Kirby hat and everything. Yeah, he did. But no, I could have swear Gilbert Gottfried was on. Lois and Clark is Mixel Pitilic, wasn't he? I feel like it
1: was the cartoon. I just remember his oh. voice. The voice. Remember? That's exactly what. As soon as you hear yeah. the voice, you go, "Ugh, oh,
0: that voice, <laughs> that voice. I can't take the Have voice. Have you
1: been reading comics?
0: My new ones. Yes. What did I just read? I picked up a bunch of books this week. Um, dark or is it rain? Is it dark rain or just rain? Something from yeah, Marvel. It's I'm reading rain. that. with yep. the daredevil. And, uh, That's- with well, some other tie-in I picked up this week. Oh, um Bloodstone. There was listen by the time listen this. I walked into the store. It was were,
1: sold out when I got there. Well,
0: I'll tell you, I walked in at eleven forty five. I was late. They opened at eleven. They had three copies left on the, the shelf. So I picked up one. A woman comes in with a, a list. She needed to buy two copies of it because they wanted two different covers. They said, Oh, we have to hold one for another customer. So all they had was one left on the shelf. So she picked up that copy. So I knew right then and there. I'm like, hope Jerry doesn't want this because it's gone already by twelve o'clock. <laughs> and uh, no, I haven't read it yet, though. I just picked it up. And um,
1: is it the character Bloodstone?
0: It's a from- it's a woman now. It's yeah. It's based off the uh, '70s series. Yeah,
1: because yeah, the '70s was a guy in a in a like
0: a yeah, like a safari, safari. outfit, like like <laughs> Charlton Heston. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, what else did well, I, I pick is that up?
1: Not- I don't understand why that was hot. Was it tied into there to the, it was tied
0: into the death of Dr. Strange, I think. Yeah. Okay. And then I picked up, um, Batman, one of the Batman books. I don't even know which one it is now. There's like 10 a week. Uh, it had, uh, ace the bat hound on the cover and, uh, it was issue 11. Did you see the one star squadron? Yes, I did see that.
1: The first issue they were, uh, sadly using uh jose delgado gangbuster oh really <laughs> yeah i felt bad <clears throat> i mean did you they, get a, you get a credit in there no they oh. never but no, uh, no didn't it's know. always it's it just feels awkward when you see your characters that you created or co-created and you have no say in their in their lives <clears throat> you know
0: oh no that was marvel no there was something that came the out concept about this of,
1: the thing yeah. is fun the the yeah. one star quadrant is fun it's the idea that the you know red tornado is running the b villains or the b and c heroes and like they're making money by being rented out as security oh for really for you know like that type of thing so oh, he's that's like clever a, yeah that's a like clever agent. idea yeah. but unfortunately <clears throat> you know you, you do feel that sadness for the uh the B and C character level characters, you
0: know. No, no, but hell, that's uh, it's kind of like a suicide squad, but they're not they're heroes, I guess. Yeah, it's more like our is it supposed to be know. a funny book, like <laughs> a humorous title, like Justin?
1: <laughs> well, it's it's yeah, it's definitely played with a, a little bit tongue in cheek, but uh,
0: the red tornado is yeah, kind of like a cold character,
1: yeah i was i've been liking the human target's been good the art's really great i didn't that. get
0: that the tom king book yeah yeah uh, the art is really
1: up. pretty phenomenal
0: no you know what jay was putting in the back issue bins tons of that red white and blue superman thing that came out when Remember that? yeah it was like a year ago it was like a special run like a limited series they had like really cool covers or was it red and blue superman or something
1: okay i didn't i don't know but
0: they're they're in the back issue bin he's got a ton of them there so you can get it for like you know half price or whatever but i did buy a bunch of new books i can't remember what you know what i
1: was surprised that i i don't know i'd like the uh the Catwoman, the oversized Catwoman book was really good
0: i didn't pick that up um
1: the other one that uh that swamp thing one was really good too oh is that mike perkins it's no it's the jeff lemire and uh um, Doug.
0: Uh, what's his name? Uh, Doug, no, Mankey. Um,
1: Doug Mankey. Doug yeah, Mankey. Yeah, it was nicely done. It's um, I mean, it's funny. Those books are <clears throat> supposedly they're black label or whatever. hmm They're square bound, kind of big. Scorched. I picked
0: up that scorched.
1: And what was scorched?
0: That was the new Todd McFarlane book.
1: Oh yeah, room. they didn't have that. I was. There. They didn't
0: have that. Really. I didn't it I'm is. looking now. what came in. I'm trying to figure out what everything Batman, Robin and Batman came in. I didn't pick that up. Um Daredevil, Woman of Fair, I picked that up. That's the Electra one. Yeah. Bloodstone. Uh I didn't get King Conan. I didn't get uh Marvel's Wastelanders, Black Widow. I picked that up. They only had one on the shelf. Uh-huh. Uh you know, son of a son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm I'm <laughs> mad right now.
1: What else yeah, no. I picked.
0: Around. I picked this up. I well, the thing. Yeah. Throat number three, I picked it up. But a Fantastic Four. I hope I got that in my stack upstairs. Yeah. I gotta double check. I hope I can. I hope I got it because I, I told it. you. Okay. Yeah. Because there's been sometimes I've gone in there and they don't put it in. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man. I picked up, but uh. Huh. I don't know if I got the thing. Hmm. They were multiple
1: covers. They put, they put two covers, two versions of it in my file, and I was like, oh, I don't, buy, I don't buy the variants.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I just want to read the story.
0: No, so do I, but I swear, yeah, maybe that's what it is. They have, like, 15 different covers here. And I'm like, wait, I don't think I have that cover. That's the problem. I, I've done that before. I've picked up a book and gone home and realized I already had it because they have a different cover. And I'm like, wait, what's going on here? So.
1: Well, I, just, I just listened to uh, Walter Mosley. Oh, did you? Is Easy Rawlings, his character.
0: Yeah, I remember that from uh, Devil with the Blue Dress. I used to read yeah. those. Yeah.
1: I, get, I, I just listened to one on uh, an Audible from, I guess it was from maybe mid-90s or something. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's when he was popular because every one of his books had a color in the title. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah. Good. he's
1: good. I mean, he was writing kind of his version of a Philip Marlowe kind of story, you know. Actually, you know
0: what's you mentioned that I'm listening to Audible. I got a Springsteen, a Bruce, another Bruce Springsteen biography, uh, which I'm listening to, and then I'm listening to Marvel's Wastelanders. It's a ten part audio uh, with all the. uh, What's the guy's name? Stephen Lang, the actor. Yeah, he does Hawkeye. It takes place like in the future, like an alternate future where Baron's basically the United States is broken up. Baron Zemo runs part of it dr doom owns one part of it the hulk owns another one like that maestro character so like there's been a all the heroes are dead and all the villains took over the uh the earth and uh hawkeye was traveling with the uh circus of crime you remember the guy the ringmaster so he was trying to kill baron zemo because baron zemo wiped out all the avengers and they think hawkeye's blind because he wears a blindfold but it's a trick he really could see and it's, it's 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 well done and remember joe morton the actor yeah joe Mor- they got good names joe morton plays the ringmaster and <laughs> uh,
1: he's cyborg's dad in justice league
0: there you go yeah. i remember him from being in blues brothers 2000 which no one talks about and shouldn't <laughs> because it's a horrible movie but uh and he was the brother from another planet if you really want to yeah. go back john yeah, sales yeah. real that's our far reach but uh yeah he's on it and like i said stephen lang and they've got uh kate bishop and she's got a daughter and They're now they, listen, right. to listen to this 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 week they just did a new one it's coming out 10 part uh audio drama that's free on a podcast thing it on apple susan sarandon as the black widow in an alternate mm-hmm. future called marvel's wastelanders black widow and she plays the uh, black widow interesting isn't it? Cuz I you know what? I could actually picture and it's supposed to be an older black widow like in her 60s. But who's
1: writing these things?
0: Uh this one was written by the guy that wrote one of the uh, the Daredevil um Netflix series.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Not
0: not Christos Gage, but another guy Steve something I can't think of it right now. But uh he's the author of it. So, oh. it's pretty good. But you just it's hard to listen to these stories that take place with these alternate futures. Cause you're like, wait, is that really what happens? They all get killed by Baron Zemo, and oh, no, this is just one version of it. Oh, okay,
1: I, I kind of like comics with art, though.
0: You know, well, what I mean? yeah, it, you gotta it's, just picture you in your head, you know.
1: If I'm gonna listen to an audiobook, I'd rather listen to a book. Book. Right. I mean, I think it's cool that they're doing it. It just seems like they're everybody's jumping into the. Uh, Kind of podcast
0: well you know who directs this one um tim busfield remember tim busfield from like 30 something yeah he he did the one they did one called uh star lord where he plays an old star lord which is actually funny because it's this star lord when he's in the 60s and he's got rocket raccoon everybody else is dead and they're still traveling around together and so now he's a he directs these uh audio dramas i don't know how he got into that but he's the one behind the scenes directing Susan Sarandon well, he
1: was directing TV stuff
0: and now he's doing radio
1: yeah shows so it's a downward spiral is what you're saying
0: hey <laughs> Tim Busfield's still working buddy that's all I know he's one of the revenge of the nerds he's got his revenge look at it now he's doing audio dramas you know
1: getting back to comics
0: yeah real quick see this USB plug yes Now, I have this new chair I got for Christmas that I'm sitting in here now. It's a Captain America chair. Okay. Now, it had a USB plug part of the chair. I didn't know why, you know? So I plugged it in the other night to see what would happen, (laughs) which one would do. Your
1: chair gave your computer a virus.
0: No. (laughs) And then there's a button here.
1: Hail Hydra.
0: (laughs) And I press this button, and the chair's got like a vibrating thing in the back. Oh, no yeah but it didn't say anything about that on the box or the order details i had to go look it up so i have no idea you know so kids when you you find a mysterious usb that's pretty nerdy dude what that i have a vibrating chair that you have a captain america chair (laughs) well there's that but the fact that it vibrates (laughs) anyway i just had to throw that in. i just discovered this last night and i was amazing so
1: that I is think. cool but i was going to say at the uh, baltimore con
0: yes we didn't have um, vibrating chairs
1: aftershock comics was there right and joe yes. pruitt yes he brought uh, a stack of aftershock one shot graphic novels and gave me a like se- there must have been 7 of them in the stack yeah which i finally got around to reading and it was they're very interesting and they're the same format as that Catwoman and um you know the oversized yeah dc black, black label. label books yeah yeah and i was intrigued by the idea that they've done so many of them and they're all priced at like 4.95 oh they're they really
0: oh that's not bad yeah that's a comic yeah but i don't course. see them
1: i don't think i've seen them at all in, in our store but they're um they're all standalone stories and they're they're like crime stories or horror stories or whatever no. they're really good there's one um there was one written by that uh, Aaron Douglas guy from Battlestar Galactica that we, I, I don't know if you had met him. He was at the 2019 Baltimore show. And it makes sense now that he was hanging with the, uh, with the aftershock, aftershock guy. Yeah. yeah.
0: So he wrote one. Was he an actor or was he a writer? On yeah. This? He
1: was in Battlestar Galactica. He was like the, the, the big beefy guy.
0: Oh, that guy, the mechanic yeah. guy, Jolly yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah and his girlfriend turned out to be a cyborg yeah so whatever um, Cylon yeah 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 so he wrote
1: one of them and there there's a couple others like Peter Milligan wrote one and um all right they're there I guess again I was like I was impressed because they're 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 pretty nice
0: Mm.
1: you know I don't know if anybody likes standalones everybody seems to like series but yeah for like a one-shot graphic novel they were they're pretty economical. I mean, you know, that's a pretty good price point.
0: I'll tell you what, you um, your other buddy there at Ahoy, uh, yeah. somebody posted tonight. I can't think of who it is. Um, friend of ours here, he did a cover for uh, what's the one with the guy that looks like a butter? He's got a green superhero suit. The wrong uh, earth. The,
1: the yeah, for the wrong earth. It's Dragonfly Man.
0: Dragonfly Man. Yes, that's. I just saw a cover tonight. I guess they're coming yeah. back with that. Yeah, and, uh, I
1: did. One. You saw the one I did?
0: No, I didn't see the one you did. I saw a different one. I was like, "Oh, why I do did the I?" Batman
1: '89 why... one. I did a takeoff. Oh on no, no,
0: no! You showed me that. You were working on yeah. it, and you said, "Oh, look, I'm doing a, a version of the Batman '89 cover with this." But somebody else is doing one too. So I guess is that an ongoing series, or is it going to be a one shot now?
1: So... They're doing. I think they're doing several different one shots, mm. and it's all tying their little. Wrong Earth universe together somehow.
0: Oh, okay. So yeah, that's yeah, the villain.
1: Out. The villain in the one I did the cover, the alternate cover for, is kind of like Prince, which is kind of funny since Prince did the music for uh,
0: the Batman, Batman soundtrack. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's huh. the bad guy. And then they basically, I said, "Hey, I, you know, if you want me to do this, it seems like you're looking for stunt casting. I should just do a kind of a takeoff on the Batman." you know, movie cover. So that's I, I, I know did. that
0: well. You did that when we did the <laughs> uh, the Kevin Smith poster when he was yeah, at yeah. Traffic Con. You know what I picked up? I just realized that I picked up this Fantastic Four issue 176 uh, yeah. that was in the back issue bin, and I'm looking at the cover. It's a Rich Buckley <laughs> nice cover. Change. But I opened it up inside. You know who it's by?
1: John Buscema.
0: No, George Perez. Oh,
1: okay. I thought we were going to loop back around to John. No, we seven. will,
0: we will. Now we're coming back to it. No, but I just yeah. realized Perez did a great run on the Fantastic 4. Yeah. Uh, with Roy actually in the 170s and stuff. So Yeah. When well, the thing was wearing an exosuit cuz he, he was lost more his power. suited.
1: he was more suited to Fantastic 4 cuz he had the good uh, action yeah stuff.
0: Yeah. I also picked up this one too when I was there the other day. Speaking of Hawkeye, Hawkeye oh. and Mockingbird, number one, oh. solo adventure, because that's a big deal again, because she was on, spoiler alert, she was on the uh, Hawkeye TV show, kind of. They said right. that his his new, new wife, wife is uh, yeah. whatever her name is, Bobby. Well, no, a different name. Oh, I got, this sucks. Go on, I got tape stuck to a comic book cover. You son of a X. bitch. Huh? There
1: goes Spider-Man number one.
0: <laughs> well, there goes it being in 9.8 condition, kitties, as I'm slowly peeling it off.
1: So you're going to have to paint it with the uh, nail oh. polish to restore it.
0: No, that's one of the dangers of, see this? That's one of the dangers of the comic book bags. Take the
1: tape off because I don't want that to happen.
0: Oh, do tape- you take the tape off?
1: Anybody who's had that happen, you I always take the tape tabs and put yeah. them and stick to the back of the book, of, yeah. the, of the bag. Because One of the always... worst
0: ones ever, I had an old book from the 40s. You know how the book, the printing was, like, ink was almost like clay? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It stuck to it, and it took a chunk
1: of so the coverings. It, somebody protected that book for 60 years until you got it, and then you until ruined it. screwed it, it up with some tape. <laughs>
0: It just sucks. What are you going to do?
1: What did you ruin?
0: No, nah, you could definitely see it.
1: What did you ruin?
0: It's the Devil's Reign number two. Oh. Variant cover with Captain America.
1: Who did the variant? I'm
0: trying to see the name of this thing.
1: Mark you can't Barry. tell
0: anymore. It's like they don't tell you on the inside. It's just... I'm going to say it's not Bagley. You know, it's, it's got to be Ron Lim. Okay. It's got to look to it, but it would be nice if they actually put his name on the damn thing, but Whatever. whatever. Uh, variant covers done by, oh, John Romita Jr., Klaus Jansen, Peter Staggerwald, Mark okay. Bagley. Oh, this is probably Bagley. Yeah, that's Bagley. Yeah.
1: I just thought that the Captain America head looked like Bagley.
0: It is Bagley. That's a Bagley face, yeah. Oh, well, it's not in mint condition anymore. So. You've ruined it on purpose. have ruined it. So, yeah, that's it. And I also picked that up. See, look, Invaders number one. You, you know who that, that is?
1: Did you not have that?
0: I I don't think. I, that's a Scho- Scho- Schoenberg. Yeah. He did that. It's got to be one of the last Alex- things he did. Yeah. Right?
1: Alex Schomburg, right?
0: Alex Schomberg, yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yes, I picked those up. You know what's so sad? This is my books from, like, uh, what, two, three weeks ago? I didn't read them yet. They were sitting down here. I got them everywhere around this house. You
1: have to put them in a the bathroom. <coughs> Captive audience.
0: I swear. <laughs> I swear. So what else were you reading? Wait, um, you never got this, did you? The, they were sold out of this, right? Timeless? Oh, I did
1: read that. Yeah, yeah. About I got that. that. One?
0: Yeah, all right. I got that.
1: But you didn't read it yet.
0: No, because I forgot I had these books. I just looked over them like, oh, they're sitting here. Death of Dr. Strange. That's what's sad about this. People pick on me for buying books and I don't read them.
1: Well, I've been keeping up with mine week by week since the COVID shutdown started. I started reading about all the stacks of books.
0: Well, you talked about, you know what's bad? Spider-Man's coming out every week now.
1: Yeah, I don't read it.
0: No, but it's too money. I got amazing Spider Man here. I go eighty three. I go wait a second. I got eighty five upstairs.
1: I have not read Spider Man since John Romita was drawing
0: it. Oh well, oh, then it's been a you're... long time. That was when Straczynski yeah. was writing it.
1: Yeah, I just uh, I lost interest when they put too many titles out at the same time, like when yeah. they double dipped it. I was not yeah. just it. It basically tries your patience. Like I couldn't keep up with it.
0: No, I I hear you.
1: Avengers in years either, and I really like the Avengers, but I haven't bought it because it felt like they killed that by having four Avengers books at one point when Bendis was doing it.
0: Well, this week the Savage Avengers finally ended. That's the one that had Conan the Barbarian in it,
1: which was a a
0: stunt cast thing that was kind of fun at first. But I'm like, how long are you going to go with this thing? You know.
1: Well, do you read? Have you been reading Berserker? The Keanu Reeves,
0: uh, Uh, yeah. Ron Garney. I think I have to, or Ron's going to beat the shit out of me. So, yeah, Yeah,
1: that's been been interesting. I mean, I I think I've, I've I've been reading a lot of stuff from, I think the less, less DC stuff, a lot of Marvel still, but a lot of, uh, other publisher stuff.
0: I haven't really got a lot of DC books to be honest with you. I picked up that one Batman book the other day and that's been it for a while.
1: I've been reading the Joker, I think yeah, I didn't is,
0: get that. The oh. story's been good. Um, See, I'm confused. There's no continuity anymore, is there?
1: Yeah, no, they don't. You can't expect the only continuity within that comic.
0: No, no, They've that's what I figured, yeah. Well, like the detective and action in Superman, I'm assuming they have like some type of ongoing storyline now, or are they all... Well,
1: Superman Superman is uh, on War World. Oh. So there's, I mean, that... Philip Kennedy Johnson's writing that, and yeah it's uh, yeah. interesting, interesting but it sadly does feel like they're going to kill Superman again.
0: I told you that I think that's what they're setting up to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, it again, it's fine, except I guess it it doesn't seem like 30 years to me, but it feels like they've been leaning on that so heavily over the last 30 years.
0: Yeah, but it's kind of like yeah. a one trick pony, though. I mean, you're going to do it again, and everyone's going to be like, "All right, you're going to bring him it back like, in a couple months." I mean,
1: the de- is we did, a, I mean, we did a I think a lot of really good Superman stories in the time I was on the book and they only ever reprint like the death of Superman.
0: <laughs> you know? I think they just reprinted it again, if I'm not mistaken. Or is that a newer one? It's an all-black cover? The hard copy? The big omnibus? Is that a new one?
1: I don't know. I They did one last or I thought they did one like, I guess it was a couple of years ago.
0: No, no, no. I saw one just last like, around Christmas time in October. So I was like, is this another printing? Yeah, well, it was, it was to, huge. It was like a phone uh, book, like two phone well, they,
1: books. The last one they did was massive. It was like 1,700 pages in
0: it. No, I remember that. But that was with the Juergens wraparound, wasn't it? I got that. So, uh, it was like 150 it. bucks, right? Yeah. It crazy?
1: It did not have a new cover on it. That one didn't. That They did the last wow. one they did. They reprinted it in, like, you know, maybe 10 years ago with the cover that Dan and I did where the doomsday shadow has fallen across like a prone Superman, which I thought was really, and then they did one where it was like a more of a triptych kind of with Superman and the return of Superman guys.
0: um, Wow. But I suppose there's, there's probably collectors out there that just collect the different versions of the death of Superman. And yeah. they fill a room with that thing.
1: well they're building they're building a house out of them you probably
0: they're like, could yeah
1: <laughs> heavy and they're big
0: <clears throat> you no know, i bet you 10 bucks that's going to happen again this year we'll see we'll see but no what i don't you, know so that job is doing to
1: celebrate the death of superman
0: yeah right i'm going to break out all those black uh copies and might rip them open take the armband out wear it again <laughs> It had a newspaper headline in it from the Daily Planet. It had yep. a arm, black other, armband. And yeah. was there a trading card in there, too? I that was... So. Uh,
1: it might have. Actually, it might have had the... the. I can't remember. I know there was an armband. There was a pin. No, it was a pin. Oh,
0: it was a pin.
1: Rest in peace.
0: Maybe. And, uh, I got I some yeah. on the wall over a Cave. We should grab one and rip it open, see what's inside.
1: Well, I, I have... The stuff on my, uh, I tagged it up on the wall here.
0: Oh, I don't remember the pin.
1: <laughs> there was a little rest in peace pin, R.I.P. Never saw that. No, little black pin, and then it had the uh, the obituary was a single sheet with Lois, a yeah, picture of Lois Lane and Clark Kent. The other book had the Return of, you know, Adventures, five hundred had a trading card with the. Uh, yeah, I think it had uh the different characters the super I
0: remember the trading card one so
1: yeah
0: I don't know 30 years that scares me hmm.
1: well if, you know when you start seeing that thinking about the, I was thinking my in uh what is it we're in January so in March of 1987 I moved to Connecticut
0: mhm
1: that's 35 years yep so
0: that's kind of scary, too. <laughs> They've got these new apps, I see. Uh, like, if they cut you in half, you just scan you, and it tells you by counting the rings how old you are. <laughs> I saw it, and I'm like, I don't know what in God's name somebody would need that app for, but sure, you can do it now. Oh, they I showed thought you were somebody, joking. They showed, No, they showed somebody, like, walking in the woods, and they come across, like, a tree stump, and they hold oh, oh. their phone, their camera up to it. <laughs> And it read it and it said this was thirty something. I go, Well, it's not anymore. It's dead. I, what's the point of that? You know, well, this tree was fifty years old. No, not a, it's not fifty years anything anymore. No. Like yesterday was Clarence Clemens' eightieth birthday. Well, not he's really. Dead. He's dead. Right. So anyway. Kind of morbid, kind of getting down on that. But I was listening to this like today would have been the big man's eightieth birthday. I go, Yep.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's not much you can do once you're dead.
0: I know. I was like, well, <laughs> you yeah. know, I bet there's people. Today would have been George Washington's 382nd birthday. Well, yeah, I guess it would. <laughs> I don't think he would have lived that long, but sure, I guess we could say that.
1: I mean, like at least like someone like Richard Nixon, you got to figure he's probably still roasting
0: in hell somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so keeping, you know, keeping it warm. <laughs> no. I don't know, ever, Jer. I, what, how do you want to... I guess we got to wrap this up because I know these kiddies have been listening to us for an hour and 40-something minutes. It's not the same without the back chatter of people in the restaurant and the bar and beer bottles <laughs> clanging.
1: Should have got movie. some empty
0: bottles. You know, I do have a bottle of liquor down here.
1: <laughs> Did you ever oh. drink your... What was that one special
0: bottle that you had from... No, that's what I have, the Blade Runner beer. Oh, no, the Blade Runner. It's somewhere down here, unless my... Unless the. Unless my wife took it. But, uh, yeah,
1: your kid probably filled it with water. He drank it and refilled it with water.
0: Somewhere under my desk, I had the Blade Runner 2090. What movie did we see? Blade Runner 2049? It <laughs> yeah, came out with a jo- Johnny Walker. They came out with a special bottle. And I bought it. And it's been sitting down here. So I'm not a hard drinker. So you don't drink beer at home either? No.
1: So just when you're out, that's the only well, so thing. You're my
0: bad influence. You're my day drinking buddy. <laughs> I go out. I go, well, I'm living out for Pizza with Ordway. And Spencer goes, day drinking again, dad? I go.
1: Yeah, but you, I mean, you I slam them it, down pretty fast. I call it recording a like podcast. you with a thirst. Maybe you should take the edge off and have a beer once in a
0: while at home. Well, you know, look at me. I don't know moderation very well. One Twinkie, <laughs> next thing you know, I eat the whole box. One beer, next thing you know, I got a needle in my arm. I'm not very good when it comes to tolerance. Just downhill all of a sudden. No, that's a terrible thing. And we do not uh, recommending people become addicted to any substance out there. If you're listening to this, go get help. And if you are listening to this in nearly two hours, for God's sakes, go get help. Comic
1: uh, fans you know. are, uh, are definitely, you know, prone to... Uh obsessing over things so
0: i don't know if somebody will watch the visual of this thing because you're like falling off the picture you're like and if this was an imax thing you're like in the lower corner <laughs> like right down there you're like maybe. but you're way. doing
1: this the whole time i'm you're looking doing- down
0: i'm looking down at all the stuff around here i'm looking at comics I know, but occasionally
1: your head goes off to the corner like like this oh does it
0: oh all right i'm like oh what what the hell's this what, what is, is it, why is it got, it's dropping? got like a blue screen thing happening
1: yeah that's pretty funny what,
0: what is, is going on with that i don't know it's like it's an invisible shark
1: that's crazy why doing
0: blue screen yeah
1: what color is it that's dropping out is it blue yeah well there you go
0: well that's why it's called a blue screen <laughs> but um i got something else over here hold on all kind of shit here lots of me unplugged the TV. look there's of the Hut. oh look Jabba the Hutt is invisible.
1: Ooh. Hanging out with my friend Henry Cavill.
0: <laughs> oh, there's Jabba. That's a green screen thing. I have no idea what's happening now. Boy, oh boy, if you're watch, if you're listening to this, you are missing out. You have a out. photo background? Jerry's Do you have got a, photo a naked
1: background on, or are you is that your no, real No, I had a
0: backdrop for the other show I did that YouTube yeah. Mitch and Eds excellent adventure you should go watch so it maybe right now. it's
1: still set for that it's
0: probably still set for it but Jerry just held up a totally nude Henry Cavill doll he's not totally nude he's wearing shorts i was going to show you this little thing he's got he has... he's got trunks on oh see amazing heroes look at is that, that guy your terrific... no is that... i want to get this and have this guy make terrific con... captain trificon action figures cuz look he's yeah. got it almost there all i got to do is flip that Sunburst to yellow and makes the rest of it red.
1: Yeah, quite a big package.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I guess you're right. Jerry's talking about the action figure if you're listening to this at home right now. Well, you look at the drawing and it's not that bad, but then you look at the figure and suddenly he's got a cod piece that's the size of a a mackerel. You know, that ain't a cod. That's That's for today's
1: comics where people are always getting kicked in the
0: crotch. Yeah, well, this guy's gone and made all these um, what do you call it? Copyright free heroes or something? Is that what it yeah. is?
1: <laughs> yeah, I he's got see. a bunch
0: down there. Well, he's what got things three? like the Blue Flame, the Claw, okay. Lash, Lightning, Atom Man, Vulcan. Black... Well, the
1: one you're holding is Atom Man. That's yeah. the that was the Jerry Robinson creation.
0: Well, then there's the Black Fury. <clears throat> yeah, and then the the Black Cobra. So they were all
1: like '40s
0: characters. Well, here's the best one. This could have been Captain Terrificon. That's Captain Captain Tootsie.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It's not. It's
0: a guy. It's not it, Dustin Hoffman. It was Ross from
1: ads. Yeah, no, it was uh, ads. The Tootsie Roll ads, I think.
0: Oh, that was the guy.
1: In the, really? I think it was in the old Fawcett
0: comics. I think. Well, you, lo- you know what? I'm just gonna say, no offense to. Uh, was it Herb Trimpe that came up with the costume? That looks like uh Doc Sampson's costume,
1: right? Well, that was probably Roy doing that,
0: yeah, Roy, like yeah, Roy
1: was always, yeah.
0: Instead of base, all it is is base, it's the same color scheme, except yeah, but look in,
1: at Adam, man. look at the front of a character you have. They were yeah. they ripped the character off for Firestorm, Adam Man, the guy that's on the front of no, your no, I'm toy. looking
0: right at it right here, yeah, there's the cover, but basically, it's, uh, it's Firestorm. 19th, February 1946, yeah. Fire, well, not Firestorm. You mean uh, Firebrand?
1: The original Firebird. No, the original Firestorm, the one that Conway and uh, Al Milgram did. Oh, you think so? Yeah, they did. They they, they just adapted the. Uh, he's got the same coloring. The yeah, same. Yeah, he
0: does. Oh, you're right. If you get rid of the cape, yeah. You know what? You're right. I could see that now. And put fire in his hair. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. His real name is Barry Dale. He's six foot two, two hundred twenty-five pounds. Swipe right if you want to date him. Swipe left for no. <laughs> um, he, while working at a nuclear scientist as a nuclear scientist, atomic institute, whatever. Uh, Barry Dale absorbs the power of the atom. Wait a minute, I've heard that before. Through unconscious exposure to nuclear materials and gains superpowers as a result. He uses this newfound ability, such as super strength, flight. Speed, invulnerability, atomic vision, and the ability to heat up his body temperature to the point where he can weld metal to fight crime. What the hell is welding metal fighting crime have to do anything?
1: Well, if you want to build a cage around the bad guys, you could weld yeah. you know, individual pieces.
0: I suppose so. <laughs> Transported to a strange world by a mysterious villain from beyond the stars, Earth's mightiest amazing heroes fight their fiercest enemies in a hidden battle to save the universe from annihilation i guess this was a comic book amazing heroes i don't know
1: the the, the characters from the like i said he was from i think he was a one shot but he could have been in more than one but he was uh, jerry robinson and martin yeah. and did, probably around the time that they did the black terror
0: well you think they would have listed the original character creators but they probably don't because of copyright reasons right
1: they don't it because says- these they are all
0: considered no it said these characters are all considered public domain
1: yeah but i'm saying they should they could still credit the the creators
0: yeah no, i hear. with that you know the blue it's flame is basically up, right the, the blue flame is basically the original human torch He's yeah blue with those little lines across his body that's yeah, it was 1939
1: i don't know how he does he predate him
0: i don't know it says the blazing hero blue flame Anyway, these are available right now, kids. They're from uh Retroverse and they're put together by a company called Fresh Monkey Fiction. So, I wish I could get a hold of them. Fresh Monkey. I don't know who would buy a Captain Terrific kind action figure, but I would. Well, you could sell
1: them at your at your show. I could
0: sell, sell them at them. my show.
1: So as a keepsake, I could.
0: I have beer glasses this year. pills glasses
1: and to a bobblehead
0: I did I paint I did a custom bobblehead a couple of years ago. I sold those really? for thirty bucks. They were sold out in minutes, so I should do that. Did again. you
1: give me one? What the
0: <laughs> No, I bought um the Conan O'Brien. Uh I don't have it anymore. The Conan O'Brien superhero. Uh and all I did was paint his hair from orange to black. And he had sunglasses on it, and I just had to change the suit from red and blue to yellow. You did red. it,
1: or you paid somebody well, to do I it. No, I did
0: it. I did it. <laughs> I have a lot of free time on my hands. So. <laughs> I don't have one anymore. I used to have uh, one. Here. That's too funny. No. Oh, look what I got for Christmas. These, those Marks figures. Well, you can't see it because the green <laughs> screen.
1: <laughs> it's like you're being
0: censored. <laughs> Again, this hey, is wait, the fun wait. with the green screen, Stop. kids.
1: Wait, wait! The, i hold it up, and I want to see what because behind it, I'm seeing a background. It's oh, it's the Roy Scheider. That's what it, it's from. That's, that's
0: do. Look, that's too funny. So yeah, so I don't know blue blue why shirt. that's. I don't know why that's still doing it because I don't have it on green screen, bro. <laughs> yes, I got those Marx figures. Uh, that they can't... these PVC figures from 1960 right. something. Well, can you see mine? yours are painted these aren't painted these are just solid mine are up there on top yeah jerry has his painted but i only have five i think they made what seven or eight of them
1: i painted mine with uh model paints
0: i've got spider-man captain america thor hulk and daredevil i so i don't i'm missing iron man i think
1: iron man daredevil hulk yeah spider-man
0: Oh, so they only made six. And Thor. I got Thor.
1: You don't have Spider-Man.
0: I do have. I just showed you Spider-Man, that green invisible thing.
1: So Spider-Man, Hulk,
0: Daredevil. Did you say Daredevil? Daredevil,
1: Iron Man, Captain America.
0: Yeah. All right. So I'm missing Iron Man, but these are only solid color. Yeah. Well, mine was
1: solid colors too. I painted. Oh, you painted it to look like that? Well, that came. Minor were gray.
0: Yeah, these were green, and I tell you, as a kid, I'd go with my grandma to uh, Kresge's, which is now Kmart, SS Kresge's, and these used to be in a barrel, like a garbage yeah. can, I think there were two for a dollar maybe, yeah. or maybe three for a dollar, but they also had Disneyland characters, I remember they had Mickey Mouse and Goofy and Donald Duck, and they were these hard plastic, I don't know what you want to call them, just figures, I guess, so. They're just
1: molded, extruded plastic Figures,
0: but these were out in the '60s, right? Like, because you had them when you were a kid, or the how I old think, were you when you got yours? Like twelve. I think I
1: got these through
0: Marvel Mania. Water?
1: Marvel Mania. Oh, okay. So it would have been like '71, yeah,
0: 1970
1: or '71.
0: Yeah, and I was I saw them in New Haven, and like, yeah, with my grandma. So when i was like 5 or 6 so that would be 72 yeah that's Well, about they,
1: did, they the next wave of them they used them they used the sculpts and they just put them in the what's
0: well, that that's jabberjaw he was a shark that um, talked like curly howard nothing to do with jaws but that's about it <laughs> he was in yeah. the a thing called Hanna-Barbera hey how you doing <laughs> okay. well, it never made sense why he was talking like curly but he did i had tennessee tuxedo Uh, that was Don Adams. and who was the other guy, Chuck McCann? Was he Chumley?
1: Yep, Chumley. Yep, it was the uh walrus and the yeah, and the
0: penguin. And then they would go see Mr. Weatherby, right? Wasn't that the guy?
1: I don't even remember anymore. They would
0: go see some guy, I thought, with a closet and he had like a a board and he'd like draw stuff for him, like, oh, let me explain to you, Tennessee.
1: Not Mr. Peabody and Sherman.
0: No, that's who I'm thinking of, I guess. Yeah, the kid with the dog. And the dog was the smart one and the kid was stupid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what's fun, kiddies? This entertainment value is going to go even better at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning when I'm on another (laughs) show. You understand. you got to remember, I've been up since 5.30 this morning. (laughs) I did the radio show. I did Top 10 Batman gadgets. And then I tried to go back to sleep. And then I got up again at 7.00. And then I said, screw it, I'm up for the day. And now I'm talking to you. And I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to get up and do this nine o'clock show. And I think that's it for tomorrow. Oh, I was supposed to be on Pina Comics. Oh, and I could talk about this. Last week. Oh. This No, 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 no. This is going to make sense. And if let me this is like a two hour show. This is our big summer. It's not summer, is it? This is our winter supersized spectacular. It's really cold out. It's cold <laughs> out. It's only cold. six. Let me just tell you how cold it is outside. Looking at the, the phone, wind is man. howling. <laughs> it is howling. It is now fifteen degrees out. Well, with the wind chill factor, it feels like minus two. And you see that, kiddies, minus it's two. two right a couple
1: now. miles, a little, a couple miles uh, from you. Yeah, it's probably around ten.
0: Minus ten.
1: Like the other morning, it was about two below. Yeah, when I got up. That was whatever day, I think it was Tuesday, uh-huh. Monday or Tuesday. Sorry,
0: kiddies, I yawned, yes. It was
1: below zero. It was very cold. And I went out and ran. Cold. I put on long underwear. I put
0: on an extra sweater. Long John. <laughs>
1: and then I went out and I was like, yeah, I think I probably shouldn't run. <clears>
0: oh, God, tomorrow, tomorrow Saturday, well, today, Saturday, it's only going to be a high of 17 degrees out. Yeah. And well, that's the br- what the winds are for keep the brass monkeys in kiddies.
1: it was slightly warmer today so the winds are taking the temperatures back down
0: the winds of war now listen how i'm going to tie all that in the winds of war (laughs) in bridgeport dan curtis the producer the reason why i mentioned this 50 years ago this tuesday that just passed the 11th i think it was the night stalker with darren mcgavin premiered on the ABC movie of the week starring Darren McGavin, uh Barry So I just realized my shark's missing one of its fins. <laughs> this is the shit that happens. <laughs> but anyway, um Barry uh not Barry Diller. Barry something, he played the vampire. I can't think of his name right now. It's not the guy from the office. But he was a stunt man. It's it's not Rain Wilson.
1: He was a stunt man.
0: He was the guy that played Yana uh, Scorsese Scors, right. Scorsese Scorsese And the reason why we bring that up is because there's a Kickstarter. Now, yeah. last Friday, I was co-hosting another show, which will be on Sunday night, called Pine Comics, and we have the fellow that's doing the um, Kickstarter on the show. For Kohl's Shack the Night Stalker 50th Anniversary Celebration. yep, And he's talking to me about it. He works for Moonstone Comics. And they're putting together a bunch of Kohl's Shack's original short stories, some printed ones. It's going to be a huge omnibus of all these yeah. Shack stories. And I'm like, well, that's fantastic because I, I, I'm a big Kohl's Shack fan. I got the thing. And then the guy says, well, this year on the Blu-ray, that just got released and i said hold the presses what are you talking about he said oh there was a re-release of the original series with all new material bonus audio yeah. commentary and all that stuff and i go wow because i have copies of the night stalker on dvd from yeah. like the late 90s early 2000s and yeah it, it, they were cheap they put two episodes yeah. front and back on dvd i don't even think they do that anymore like no, one side would really be see. no because it was dumb Because if you scratched it, you ruined both or whatever. So I said, oh, I did not know about this new Blu-ray release of The Night Stalker. At that very moment, as I'm talking to this guy on this radio show that we're recording, Jerry Ordway, who is now on the show, texts me on my phone at the same time, (laughs) unbeknownst that I'm talking to this gentleman, and says, oh, I'm going to watch The Night Stalker on Blu-ray that my daughter Rachel gave me for Christmas. And I go, holy crap. I just found out about that seconds ago and I'm talking to the guy that's doing a Kickstarter. And then Jerry says, Oh, I just did a cover for a coal shack project. Did he mention my name? (laughs) And I tell the guy on the radio, Oh, my friend, America's favorite artist, Jerry Ordway, just texted me about the night stalker. You think the guy would put two and two together and realize it's probably the same Jerry Ordway that he has. Working on his Kickstarter product, but he didn't put two and two together. And then you sent me the image of Darren McGavin standing on a porch confronting Giannis Scorsese, Scorsese, the vampire. And uh, the guy guy didn't even know. And then you told me, but I'm like, the odds of you texting me the same moment this guy's telling me about the Blu-ray was mind-boggling. The coincidence was (laughs) insane. So yeah. Anyway, so kids, go back that project because I paid the money, Jerry, to get the copy that had your cover on it. Did you? The other well, cover you, was by J.G. Woodward.
1: They had a bunch of them. I think they had like maybe three or four, or maybe even more.
0: Well, I bought the one "Supporting Ordway" because yeah. I know you're going to well, call he, me up and go, "Hey, I got ten free copies. You want one?" I'm like, "No, I
1: already bought one." So he, um, no, I probably won't get extras on that. But he oh. said that they, they asked me if I would sign 20 of them. Yeah. And by the time he had, he'd sent me the message earlier in the day, and when I got back to him, like in the afternoon, he said, well, I I'm glad you said yes, because they're already sold or something. Oh,
0: that's even, well, you know, what was amazing. It only went up on Monday Yeah, this past Monday, the 10th. And I remembered it around 12 o'clock. I'm like, Oh geez, I got to go sign up. A lot of the stuff was already gone. Like a lot of the one-offs, because the grand prize or the grand Kickstarter, whatever you call it, bonus pledge or whatever, incentive, was for, I think, $300. You got to keep the original painting that uh, Woodward did for the cover, which I thought was really nice. You got the book, you got a T-shirt, you got a bunch of other prints, but you got the original artwork. That's pretty nice for only $300. They must have
1: done okay with their, so far they must have done pretty well.
0: Well, it was at thirteen or fourteen thousand dollars on Monday, yeah. And I don't know what the goal was, but I'm sure they must have hit it because you know they were doing pretty good. I hope they hit it because I want my Jerry Ordway cover to come <laughs> out. So, kids, go to Kickstarter.com and type in the words I think the Night Stalker or Kohl's Shack, K-O-L-C-H-A-K, and you could bid on, uh, or not bid. You don't bid on it. You uh,
1: you pledge and you, you pledge get a
0: book. You get a book. And you got t shirts and prints and a bunch of other cool stuff for the Night Stalker. And they're also opening, if you're still listening to this, uh they're taking fan submissions. They're gonna do another uh Col Shack thing where fans who have a pension or Pinchon or Mrs. Pinchon <laughs> for writing fiction, you could write a Col Shack the Night Stalker story. Huh. and they'll and they'll publish it. Which I was like, Really? You could do that?
1: Well, They probably just make you write sign a voucher. Or sign yeah, I was going to
0: say you won't sue them because it was a big <laughs> hit, yeah. But anyway, that was cool. Did you watch Coleshack the Night Stalker when it first came on?
1: I just, watched them, I remember watching the movies. Yep, because they were a big, a big deal. They had a it huge was the biggest too. TV
0: movie of its time.
1: Yeah, it had like a Super Bowl size audience.
0: Yeah, it did. It, it, it literally did. It had like 30% of the country or more watched it when it premiered. That's a huge thing. You know
1: well, it was a i remember an a b c thing i think
0: it was it was on a b c yeah. movie of the week yep
1: um Gavin Carol Lumley
0: was in it too
1: i watched the i think I watched the series, but I think I remember it being bounced around in the time slot like it did it did, just, it did. stuff because we yeah
0: had, i i used to watch it was on Friday nights and then yeah. they moved it around a lot, and I remember watching it as a kid the t v series it only lasted twenty two episodes.
1: Yeah, but I was amazed that it was 22 episodes. I was like, wow, that's actually a lot more than I thought.
0: Yeah. No, because you, you can know? only remember about five or six really good ones, and then you're like, wait a minute. Well, oh, I mean, yeah. he,
1: the, the setup is fun, even when the the villains are crappy.
0: Yeah. The
1: setup is still fun, because there's always some you know good humor. Well,
0: McGavin was a very good actor, comedic, and then Simon Oakland, who played his uh, publisher, yeah. uh, Tony Vincenzo, was really funny, too. Well, and the other would- thing is, the writing was good you know david
1: chase was the story editor and david chase wrote several episodes
0: david chase from the sopranos
1: yeah which is kind of funny he actually does an interview on the blu-ray
0: and bob gale bob gale i don't know is he on that blu-ray he's the guy from back to the future i I only saw zemeckis did an episode
1: the beginning thing had like a opening statement by uh david chase you know talking about how he got really pretty soon after graduating from film Oh, I was going to
0: say he had to be young, you know, yeah. like 74, 75, because they did the first movie, that, which was huge, then they did a sequel he to didn't it. He did
1: different people working on the series than did yeah. the movies.
0: Yeah, no, no, but, no because... heard
1: associated with the series.
0: Well, here's the deal. Universal owns the rights to the TV series. Yeah. And the TV movies are owned by ABC. Which is Disney. Which is Disney now. Yeah. So that's craziness. So, what it is, I, I, you can't get them all on one box set. You'll get the movies on one. No, one I
1: think DVD. the movies are on this Blu ray set.
0: Are they all on one big set? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'll be a first it's because they're two thing. different companies. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think they put them all on one disc. Or no, one of
1: set. It's like the complete set. So.
0: Oh, all right. And they don't have that horrible reboot they did, did they? That sucked. No. I oh, like there the was. was-
1: Though, because I remember not liking it, but then again, it only oh, lasted seven.
0: I'll episodes. give it to you. I have it. I bought it. It was like in a bargain bin for like five oh, yeah. bucks. It's I'd only like eight the- episodes. Yeah,
1: it was the guys who did the X Files. Frank Spotnitz.
0: Yeah, but yeah, it's not that good. They try to make it like the X Files. They try to make it this big overarching story arc, or well, whatever. And the guy
1: was too- that guy was too pretty boy to be a Darren Stuart again. Townsend. Yeah. He was yeah. too. He, it, it, the thing about Darren McGavin is he was like Columbo. He was, yeah, he was the average had, Joe. Yeah. He had all the character. You know, they needed somebody like that doing it rather than a,
0: a pretty poly you
1: know, leading man. Yeah. Well,
0: he dated uh, Shirley Theron for like a long time. Not that, you know, she was yeah, that, dating dogs. <laughs> but no, yeah, he,
1: but he, he character wise, you need a guy who's like, you know. Yeah. You need a character actor for that part. You don't. Well, need yeah. A... The other
0: thing okay. is, uh, he played uh, Dorian Gray in *The League in the of Extraordinary League. Gentlemen*. Yeah. yeah, and he
1: was supposed to be—he's supposed to be uh, Aragorn on uh, *Lord of the Rings*. But oh, he, really? He either quit or got fired, and they brought in Vigo
0: Mortensen. Oh, that was a better decision. Oh, you—you'll wish you didn't fire me when I'm the star of *The Night Stalker*. <laughs> crickets crickets anyway the night stalker that was one of my favorite shows uh two tv movies night, night strangler was the second one with uh richard anderson aka oscar goldman and then there was they a third both, one that they were supposed to do but they didn't do it so, the
1: two movies were both written by richard matheson
0: from psycho fame no, in twilight zone.
1: twilight zone he didn't do psycho that was robert block
0: Robert Block, oh, Richard Robert. He wrote
1: a bunch of. He wrote the classic Twilight Zone. The William Shatner. One oh, Nightmare the, uh,
0: Twenty Thousand Feet. You know what I'm yeah. thinking of? Simon he wrote Legend. No, Simon Oakland yeah. is in Psycho. He's the psychiatrist at the very yeah. end of the movie that and describes Ted what Knight. happened to Norman Bates.
1: Yeah. And Ted Knight is one of the uh, police guys at the end too. Is he really? He is.
0: Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. I did not know
1: that. He's the guys go. who brings, I guess, Norman Bates into the uh, cell or wherever he his padded cell.
0: Now, watch how I wrap this up. Now, Ted Knight, as kids might know, was the voiceover of the Super Friends, which was an animated show on TV. And animation was one of the things that John Buscema got into. Right? No. <laughs> I'm trying to bring it together. Um trying to bring it all back. Uh, no, didn't they do a Fire and Ice movie? Remember no, no, it was that? right Frank Zetta
1: did it,
0: yeah. Nothing to do with John Buscema <laughs> whatsoever.
1: John? No, not John Buscema,
0: no. Well, wait, no. Roy Thomas wrote Fire and Ice <laughs> with Jerry Conway, and Roy Thomas was famous for writing Conan, which is where John Buscema made his fame. And there we go. One... <laughs> Full, complete two hour and sixty. Turn it to
1: Larry King.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, this is King. the Larry King show. How are you? Thank you for joining us tonight. My guest is Jerry Ordway. Jerry, <laughs> how did you start your uh, your your cookies? <laughs> the uh, the 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 archways. That's you, right? <laughs> Hello, everybody. You might know my next guest, Jerry Ordway. He was on Law & Order for many years. He's got a very distinctive voice, and he was also in the Disney blockbuster Beauty and the Beast.
1: And quite a song and dance, man.
0: Quite a song and dance, man. So, Jerry, tell us. Do you miss the Broadway stage?
1: I miss being alive.
0: You heard it here first, folks. This is Larry King. Look at my suspenders. I've got nine wives. I don't know how that's possible. He's dead, got, too. so <laughs> I'm dead. I've got more money than Jesus himself. Not that Jesus had money because <laughs> he was a carpenter's son and he had no shoes. <laughs> so I guess that's not a good thing. Now I'm turning to Paul her, Harvey.
1: I the streets of New York once. back in. Did the, you really? Yeah, back in the uh, late 80s when he was on Law and Order. He was? He was jogging. He was in his uh, jogging... Like his sweats and uh it was clearly recognizable it's like when you see somebody and they see you and oh, they no. just kind of look like please don't say my name <laughs> like they don't, they, I just want to back
0: <laughs> I get that so all the time a little
1: nod like you, you,
0: you yeah, no you no, no. Nod. I, I've done it especially around here we live, in a, we live in it we live in an area that has a lot of famous people so <laughs> you kind of see people go hey <laughs> i always think it's awkward if you if there's movie actors or actresses you've seen naked in movies and then you meet them in real life and you kind of go well i would see what you look like naked would you like to see me naked yeah. <laughs> that's pod. why we're doing this video <laughs> podcast tonight kids because after 210 episodes you demanded it and f- <laughs> we're going to show you right now wait wait what's that i'm hearing oh we're running out of time now we're out of video <laughs> tape.
1: wait here I'm taking my shirt off
0: right now. <laughs> Hold on. So am I. Whoa! 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 I watched Boba Fett this week. They had like a chase yes. on mopeds, the power range. You
1: liked it or not? You like it? You know what?
0: Look, I grew up watching the the Ewok movies and the the Hollywood <laughs> special or whatever the holiday special. So I don't care. I mean, it's better than I that like crap. It.
1: I it's like good. it. I don't think it's as exciting as the Mandalorian. No,
0: no way, no. It but is it's not good. It's anymore.
1: just it's a slower build. that doesn't have the humor in that same way.
0: Well, he's not as good as I don't know.
1: Well, he's right. He's flat. He's, he's kind of dry. Flat. Yes,
0: it's kind of like the, he's you. Not you, Brenneresque, but uh. Right. Well, that's good. One of those guys, you know, Charles, Charles Bronson. Yeah, yeah. Charles Bronson would be good. as like you wanna see me a moat. <laughs> You know what? I, don't
1: see
0: me I, don't, I only have one expression. This is it. Smile. <laughs> well, he, am, he can wear the helmet.
1: It doesn't matter, right? It's got the same amount Put of the helmet on,
0: like, I tell you, for a guy with a jetpack, he does a lot of walking. I'm like, holy Christ. <laughs>
1: That's true.
0: They just keep walking into town. Oh, I got to go talk to the mayor. <laughs> Let's go walk over there. I'm like, don't you people have a car? Don't <laughs> you have a jetpack? Don't you have a jet? Have a mean, jet? Yeah, a- yeah, why don't you just fly over there? It's like, I don't here he comes. Walking down the street again. <laughs> and then they keep flashing back and forth with the sand people, and you know, it's like a man called a horse. I'm expecting him to be like strung out yeah, between yeah. two Banthas with ropes tied to his nipples and pulling them. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> That's a Richard Harris movie.
1: Ring around the Rosie. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I think the uh, the show's been it's still
0: decent. It's, it's only just three that- episodes in. Maybe it'll get good.
1: Yeah. But yeah. it's got a different tone. That's what I was getting at, is that yeah. the Mandalorian had Baby Yoda, who was comedy relief for the most part.
0: The only com- uh, comedic characters, they have the guy that's the voice of what we do in the shadows or whatever the hell it yeah, is. Yeah,
1: yeah, right, as the robot, Matt yeah. Berry.
0: Yeah. That's about it. Look,
1: yeah.
0: fat Captain America.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he he came with, what, Oreo cookies?
0: The Batman's getting Oreo cookies this week, but not um, in America. Really? Yeah. He's getting, you know how they have like, or, like every you go to no. store, that's like there's the Oreo cookie aisle. They have like 50,000 flavors. Yeah. And, stop, and Batman is getting his own to tie into the movie, The Batman coming out in March, but not in the U.S. though.
1: That's weird.
0: I don't know. I think they're going to, I think people are pissed. They're like, what the hell? Is it
1: open mean? earlier in the, uh, in overseas?
0: No, March we we get it first, like March third or something okay. like that. But that's another podcast. That's for another day. Yeah, you know, Spider Man's making a hundred billion dollars or whatever.
1: Have you you saw it again?
0: I saw it with my family the second time. Yeah, Sharon fell asleep <laughs> a couple times, but whatever. Uh, I can't I can't help her. I'm like, well, it's one of the best Spider Man movies ever. And I look over and she's falling asleep.
1: Yeah, but it's just not her. It's not no. her interest.
0: If it was on Hallmark, she'd be all awake, but,
1: you know. Right. I mean, but, you know, conversely, you get, you get to doze off during stuff that she likes.
0: Oh, God, I, I, I do it all the time. <laughs> Literally, I fall asleep in the chair.
1: Does she elbow you when you're snoring?
0: She goes, oh, my God, will you please go in the other room if you're going to snore during my shows? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Was I sleeping? I can feel the hand falling out. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you know, there's this. People don't. Well, I'm sure people do understand it because it's a universal thing. But when you're older and your day starts early, you start winding down. And if I sit in my comfy chair (laughs) and I start watching a show pretty soon, my you know, you just start closing your eyes and it's like, oh, it's so it's so nice to sleep. And then you wake up and you you, the show is over and you're like, well, I think I saw the first 10 minutes. So then the next day I will usually try to rewatch the thing. Well, you're because. describing
0: you're describing all our listeners right now, Jerry. After, <laughs> and God knows, I can't believe it's almost two and a half hours. What the hell, yeah. Jerry? Well, come let's on, go. it's like an let's epic. Go. This this is an epic. This is what happens. I I, I didn't see you, what since Spider Man. That's the last time I talked to you. Yeah. Was that like? Well, that was like almost a month ago? So this is what happens. Yeah. We have yeah. weeks of boredom built up, so we can get together and just be bored. And usually there's pizza and beer, so you don't feel it. <laughs> so, but now this is this is it. People want to see what it's like. This I would is have like wrapped.
1: Those, your head. So hey, rest? here's the what? question: What in the visual one? Am I going to be a little box in the corner with a big Mitch head, or is no? Gonna, uh, we're going to be
0: side by side,
1: so people will be able to see all the the pornography I have in the background. <laughs>
0: Jesus God, Ordway, sure. <laughs> Funniest joke I heard, and then we're going to go. You made me remember something. <laughs> I don't think anybody's watching this. God knows if they are. Who knows? Um, this guy, Manny, who comes to my shows, one of my security guys, he he puts his every day he puts a joke up. He says, People will come up to him at shows and conventions and say, You look very familiar. How do I know you? And he goes, I do a lot of porn. <laughs> I think that's a great comeback. So I'm gonna use that from now on, you know. <laughs> do I know you from somewhere? Do you watch a lot of porn? Yeah.
1: You may remember me from... You may
0: remember me from the uh, Postman Always Rings Six Times or something like that. (laughs) Well, that's it. I got nothing. You got anything to plug this week? Any books out this week? Any cover variants or something?
1: Nothing? Well, The Wrong Earth, whenever that comes out. The hooker Solicitor. they're they're starting to promote it. I'm working on a Stargirl special, a 38-page special, but I don't know when that comes out. Yeah, I'm assuming it probably comes out maybe later, like May or something, maybe. It has to be somewhere.
0: Yeah. Uh, I got a convention in March called GamerCon. I got a convention called TerrificCon. That's all (laughs) I got. I got no posters. I got nothing. I got to go shovel the driveway next week when it snows, and uh, that's about it.
1: I just yawned for everybody.
0: Yep. Well, they, I'm sure they've done that already a couple times. Listening to this. So. Anyway, that's it, kids. We're saying goodnight. If you like to watch Jerry and I live in person, we'll start selling tickets to this, you know, like one of those pay-per-views. Yeah,
1: like a battle royale,
0: right? Yeah, like one of those things this week. And then we can start doing tours of what's behind us. Like people always want to know what books I have back there. A lot of stuff that I've kind of read and haven't read. You know, those are all the Marvel stuff. And the DC, there's no D- DC's around the corner actually. There's another well, bookcase with Jerry's stuff. Jerry's mostly,
1: stuff. I guess you could see some toys hanging on the wall, but mostly and some CDs. Shazam.
0: Is that Shazam figures? Yeah, that's Shazam. And yeah, and then there's Jerry's CDs and then the curtains and something about Marvel. Yeah, that's about it. Spider Man, Spider Man so, stuff. So, yeah, it's crazy in here yeah. stuff everywhere. Oh look at that. There's look look, look there's a does what a living. Look at that. Books look that artwork. Ooh, Jerry Arway. artwork Artwork. <laughs> now what are you gonna do with all that artwork? Well, it's gold, I burnt the fireplace. Oh there I was gonna say <laughs> you gonna sell that.
1: <laughs> anyway. You can sell it for me
0: sure i gotta come by and drop off this box of books sometime next week or whatever for you i don't know what. Well, i would like
1: to know what it is and what i'm supposed to be i'm gonna with. soak
0: it in water first to make sure it doesn't blow up <laughs> <laughs> i hope it's not comic <laughs> books i don't know i don't know i'll drop it say off at of the comic say shop good night. say good night, good night. Good night hold on. let me hit let me hit end recording and there <laughs> wait a minute wait no no i don't have to do that hold on